Like, there's no way to make yeah, it like... that's not an idea that you're like, this is going to be so easy. Yeah. It's, it's an idea that you're like, we're going to... It's going to be a learning, learning experience. experience. And yeah. it's, yeah, I, like, the only thing is, why? <laughs> I know, so I know. <laughs> not going to cry, cover that one up. <laughs> I'm glad it just, like, went probably oh, right to the that mic, was the too. Best. <laughs> That was, the best. that was a great A one too. Oh, I'm very proud of that. Man. I'm glad that that one got caught on the, the audio. You're welcome, listeners. I just did a coffee fart for you guys. What's up? Welcome to the Shuttle Podcast, everyone. Holy moly, I'm back. Finally, it feels like it's been forever. It's been since uh, October 2018, so what is that, like almost 10 months? <laughs> it's nuts. I got lazy. I got really, really lazy, and uh, I didn't record. I was making excuses about how I wanted to switch the the, the room that I call the Shuttle and switch it, uh, take it into the, the garage and make that into a room and studio and... I was like, oh, when I get that taken care of, then I'll start it back up again. And then uh, that that has little progress, uh, or has had little progress. And so um, I'm still in the actual original shuttle, which is cool. It's a great room. But um, it's time to start this back up again. I, I want to make sure I'm getting this out to you all weekly uh, because it's good for me. Uh, I get to create, and I get to just get myself out there. I love it. And... Um, What's been going on since last October? Uh, not a whole lot. I, you know, recently I've been trying to lose weight, like like legitimately trying to lose weight. Not like just saying, ah, this might be a thing I might want to do soon. No, like I think in the last it's been two months and I've lost uh, forty pounds. It's pretty sweet. Um, not doing anything crazy. Just uh, started Weight Watchers. Um, it's kind of weird to admit that actually. <laughs> It, because for so long, I was all about, you know, chicken, brown rice, eggs, you know, your protein, you're working out, you're, you know, the whole wrestling thing. And, and so I knew how to lose weight and how to get, how to get, you know, jacked or whatever, but I, I don't really know how to do it like, f- like in a fun way. <laughs> so I, I decided to, uh, to just put my guard down and give in and, uh, my wife and I are doing Weight Watchers and it's been going great. So and I say it's going great, but this morning I did have three sausage cheese biscuits. So there's that. <laughs> but I'm doing good. You know, it's, it's as far as overall, it's been great. So that's what I've been, you know, going through. And just, you know, working on comedy and doing as many shows as I can, trying to get out of the state as much as I can, or really just out of the, the city of Boise and Nampa and uh, not Caldwell, you know, as much as I can. But things are going great. And just remember, if you want to change something in your life, you can. It's just a uh, one quick decision and then sticking sticking with it. That's the big thing. Sticking with it. I feel like we all make decisions all the time. Every second we're making decisions about something. It's random, right? But it's we're always making a decision about something we want to do, but we never do it. And so just, just do it. Just do it. Do it. And uh, it'll it'll work out. It really will. All right, well, on today's podcast, we have Cat Lizaraga. 
stand-up comedian, writer, actor, improver. Is that a word? Im- improver. I'm sure it is. Uh, she, she came into the, into the shuttle today. I've been wanting to have her in for a long, long, long time. I actually told her back in October, back when I kind of stopped doing this, I was like, yeah, I want you to be my next guest. And uh, so when I started back up, it was only fitting that that I had her on. Uh, she's she's a good friend, you know. Just like when I have a lot of people on, you know, we we've all been hanging out for for a few years now, but we don't really uh, get time outside of the clubs and stuff like that. So it's always nice to have them come in and have everybody, uh, you know, hang out with me for a little bit. We get to know each other more, and it was pretty fun. She brought face masks, so we. Before the the podcast, we put face masks on, and uh, uh, it's been a while since I've done that. I actually like that. Uh, you know, uh, one of my favorite scenes in a movie is uh, American Psycho when uh, Christian Bale is the very beginning when he's he's doing his morning routine, where he's putting all the oil oils on his face and, and the masks on his face, and you know, making his just skin look awesome. Uh, that, that's like, that's like my, my dream routine in the morning. Not, not the rest of the stuff that he did. That was awful. Right. That was the, uh, the, uh, murder's bad. Don't do that. But, but the beginning of the movie, the first five minutes, that's my dream. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was great. And, uh, we, we had a lot of fun. We talk a lot about, um, you know, comedy, uh, where she grew up and, and really, I mean, a whole bunch of stuff. I don't want to sit here and give you a, um, table of contents but you just listen just listen it's great it's a great podcast i had a lot of fun i can't wait to keep pumping these things out for y'all so enjoy episode nine with my guest cat lizaraga which it wasn't a strict goal but i would try and do this yeah. it was like just put twenty dollars aside so if i don't send any money that twenty dollars goes right to like paying off the computer yeah, yeah and then if i don't then i'll just pay like the monthly thing at the end too mm. so i like it took a couple months i just didn't want i'm really bad if i like have the tangible money i can't just like save it up and then just keep like getting it until i can just buy it and not have any debt yeah um but it's good now because i'm gonna get a as soon as i finish um like i'm like actually a couple weeks out from paying the rest of it off and then um i'm gonna get a a nice iPad and pay oh. that off because that one's going to be a little bit more expensive though. Yeah, because it's like iPads are great though. I you know I have my my work Mac over here that I can't use for this because I'll, it's it's against company policy, uh, which I understand. You know they're like we're not going to give you a Mac so you can make money, and not that I'm making money <laughs> off of this at all. But not going to give you a Mac so you can have fun. Yeah, exactly. I can't have fun with it. <laughs> Sometimes I log in there and sneak on there a little bit and do a little you know whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're just nice. I mean, I, I know that there's a whole, like, my brother's a huge gamer and stuff, yeah. and I like gaming, too, and I know that Macs are not great for gaming. No. So I have my um, my last laptop. I basically wiped all of it and just kept it good enough to run, like, Minecraft and yeah. games and stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I, I think that um, if, yeah, if you're a gamer, cool. Get a Windows. But if, if you want to, like have like a production type of thing yeah max and that's what i did i did a lot of research because i want to i want to get the ipad so i can draw on it and everything and everyone said that like like tablets and and ipads and everything like that is best mm-hmm. and that um adobe and stuff works the best with max oh yeah and that's it's totally true yeah so i really like it and I've, it took a it was a little bit of a learning curve because it's like different buttons and everything yeah. um and there's no word or anything but it gets good it's yeah, fine it's, it's great quick. And and it's it's uh it's reliable. 
Yes. It's very reliable. I, I also like chipped in a couple hundred more for like a three year warranty. And it's just oh. definitely. Because one time um, my boss, through no fault of her own, uh, like had kombucha. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was rolling around in her car the whole time. <laughs> oh, and then no. she gets to the brewery and we're talking. And then she opens it up and it just sprays all over my keyboard. Oh. So it was like sticky. And I took it in and they fixed it because it had a warranty. Thank Hell God. Yeah. yeah. That's, so that's really awesome. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to get one soon. I don't know if it's going to be one of those, like, you can get these little Mac minis that are, like, they look like, look like little Roku boxes, but you just connect it to a monitor, and it's a Mac computer. What? Yeah, they're called Mac minis. I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can have your own desktop Mac, but just it's your own monitor, your own... Oh, that would be nice. It's pretty cool. They're, like, 500 bucks. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's super easy. Yeah. yeah. So hmm. that... Or I really want a laptop because obviously I can take it with me. It is. I like the portable aspect of it. It's small and it's nice. The only thing is I had to get an adapter for a USB co- cable and mm. it doesn't take like CDs and stuff. But I mean, I Whatever. don't really use them yeah. often anyway. I like it a lot. It's it's great for like writing on and stuff. It's it's part. It, I, it's my, I'm a fan. <laughs> me too. Well, and yeah. I've been working on Mac computers with my job for like seven years. So mm. Apple keyboards, I'm so used to them. I and like so them. if I got one, I would write a whole lot more. I, yeah. Th- th- I guess that's my that's my excuse for not writing. If I had a Mac, I'd totally write. But yeah. no, I would. I would. It's just I would, so much more satisfying. It is more satisfying because yeah. like this little laptop thing I have here, it's a Direct Tech, and it's a Windows. It takes a Windows operating system and. Like, I think my hand is as big as the entire keyboard, so it's like oh. it's hard. Mac computers are a little bit small too, though, so yeah, I guess it depends on which that. one I get. Yeah, you can definitely get like, um, they're really good for I don't know if you are a fan of mechanical keyboards at all. Oh, but I don't they're know like keyboards I... that you build yourself, essentially. What? So, yeah, you can you can build it however big you can build it in the two part ones or whatever. There's a subreddit on Reddit that I follow, really? yeah, it's really good. And it, all that they talk about is like how cool their color palette uh, keyboards are. Like, oh, I just shit. build this one. One girl posed with hers, uh. Uh, for a prom picture because she didn't have a date so she's like pose with my mechanical keyboard and it's just like um people love the mechanical keyboards yeah and the rest of it's just memes of like how uh much money they spend on their mechanical oh keyboard. my god yeah, that'd be like hey if that's what you're into that's cool no it's great yeah i mean put it towards something you like yeah. and love and uh yeah if i were to get like an actual desktop desktop i would definitely like make my own keyboard Fuck, now i kind of want to do it it's really good and you can get like little kits and everything like that and then they make specific kind of like you can order little specific keys somebody makes keys that look like little koi ponds with like what? acrylic and stuff it looks it's great i like that it is really cool mm-hmm. it's no, something i never thought i'd be into and i found this subreddit and i was like oh my god <laughs> well i'm gonna be into this writing thing for a while so i guess i might as well <laughs> find a keyboard that i like yeah and then it's and then it doesn't matter what like uh laptop or computer you get from then on the keyboard's always going to be the same oh man and most of them are wireless (laughs) see that's what i like see the one i work on with work is an apple uh they call them the the magic keyboards or whatever but it's Mm. a bluetooth and i've been typing on that thing like book emails you know what i'm saying for years that like i'm like a whiz on that so that's that that little tiny one it's like um here I'll, i'll show you okay it's like uh it's kind of not big, but not so as dirty as fuck. No, that's okay. Yeah, um, that's what, these are nice because they're like, um, they're they're big enough. They're, yeah. they're nice. Yeah. And they're just super light. You can just fucking toss it around the room. It's sweet. Watch this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, let's try it. Sure. Yeah. Ah, crap. Uh, uh, job, I need a new uh, keyboard. <laughs> yeah, he was using it to have fun. Yeah. It was, uh, 
the fire broke out and I had to destroy it before it, I figured. <laughs> I fought a fire and the only weakness was an Apple keyboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I tried to fight the fire with the keyboard. It worked. So you're welcome. Yeah. It worked until it caught on fire. Yeah. And Sacrifices. Then, yeah. <laughs> Casualties. They were made. Yeah. Uh, so you you're not from Idaho, which which I think is funny because a lot of times I just think that you are just because yeah. you've like immersed yourself into the culture. I always I do call Boise my home. Yeah, like it's uh, um, a a lot of the people that I met here. I often say I grew up with them, which That's is awesome. so weird. So I yeah I was I was uh, born and raised in LA and then like in the Empire area, Orange County. Um, and then I moved up here for college, but we always came up here because my mom's from Idaho. Hmm. She's from Moscow. No, she went to college in Moscow for like two years. She's from Twin Falls. Born oh, cool. raised there. Lived in like Sun Valley a little bit. Um, then moved to Portland and stuff in like late 20s. My um, mom was born and raised in Twin Falls. Really? Yep. Yeah. So I just like to say when people get on my case about me being a Californian in Boise, I'm like, well, mm. my mom and I just switched because she's in California now. That's so, so funny. Uh, one off the table or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I um, grew up there, hated it. I don't know, I just never fit in. And yeah. Like, I like the art aspect and, like, the, the, the what, like, how much stuff is going on in mm -hmm. L.A. But, um, I, uh, no, I, I feel like I didn't become my person until I moved to college and, like, got away from everybody and had to basically start over in like yeah. a good way and i always say like i've built myself here like completely on my own which is true um because i came here without knowing anybody i went to college and then um so i keep like burping in oh, the back of my great. throat you know when i listen to this backwards i always or backwards when i listen back to it <laughs> i always find myself i'm always like like if i don't realize i'm whizzing or wheezing when i'm breathing i'll be like hey. and i'm like what is that that's you know, me. I keep like kind of wanting to turn away, but uh, that's just who I am. That's so okay. <laughs> Hopefully, compression post editing compression yes. will take care of that. We'll just edit that out. No. <laughs> I always say that, and Cody always says that on our podcast. So then I'm like, wait, I'm the one who has to edit that out. <laughs> that's gonna suck. <laughs> I gotta listen to all things. Yeah, one episode we did recently, I was like, okay, there's gonna be a lot of editing in this. It's like we were almost recorded for like an hour and forty minutes, and I'm like, oh. I'm gonna have to get out like at least forty minutes of this. Stuff. That's so funny. But. Oh, uh, yeah, so I just came up here without knowing anybody, starting kind of completely new. For college? Yeah. Um, went to College of Idaho out in Caldwell, and um, was it was really nice. I met friends, like, right away and just really loved it, and then stayed here after college. Yeah. And um, what do you, What do you like about Boise so much? I love... Um, I don't know. There's so much. There's like a uh -huh. lot of stuff that I really love about Boise. It just feels like home. Like it's just, um, <sighs> it's beautiful. It, there's like nice people here, but like not overly nice where I feel like I like am cornered by yeah. people. Yeah, I get um, you. There's a, uh, uh, okay. So I lived in downtown Boise for a second mm -hmm. and um, I, I loved, I lived in the Eidenhaut for like a full year. It was like the best apartment I've ever had. It was my dream apartment. Living mm. in the city, big sky, like big oh, apartment yeah. with big windows and a nice kitchen with a dishwasher and like, <laughs> just like my dream. And yeah. uh, uh, started, like I was just living on my own and, and really making it work. And then one of the first nights that I lived there, I got home from work and I had to park my car because um, I got a street permit through the city. I had to park my car two blocks away. And um, 
it was it was fine. I like don't didn't mind it. Um, so I'm walking to my apartment, and uh, it was just the ending of Pride Week in downtown mm. Boise. So everyone is just like you could just like essentially feel the love in the air. Oh yeah. And I was just like walking around. I felt super safe and just like good, and I was like smiling. And um, so many people just like stopped me because I was wearing overalls at the time. And somebody somebody stopped me, and he's like, "I love your outfit." And then like walked away. And somebody gave me like a little rose. I was like, "What?" This is all happening in the span of like oh, two blocks. Shoot. And I was like, "I feel like I'm in a movie. <laughs> this is amazing." Like looking around, and like is then, somebody yeah. filming this? Like yeah, is this for me? Just, oh my god, am, am I finally the main girl in an indie flick? This is amazing. <laughs> um, and then um, I am well, I'm almost to my apartment, crossing the street, and this guy kind of rounds the corner, and he looked magical. He was just like, like not wearing anything particularly like, like um, loud or or whatever, but mm-hmm. he was he just looked like he he was like just walking in that way that was like, oh my gosh, this guy's gonna like grant me a wish. <laughs> and so then he just walks up to me, and he like put, put, puts like four of his fingers to his lips, kisses them, and then just like like <laughs> brings his hand down like in a very like beautiful motion oh, and like man. like all around me like he was kissing me and then like like drizzling it all over me and like like sprinkling it all over me oh, i guess to say man. and i just like like smiled i was like thank you and he just was like no problem babe and like walked away and i was like i love where i live and i think that's just what i love about it's just like a magical and like a way that not a lot of people think of when my cousins visited they kept calling it like a fake world they said (laughs) they feel like i feel like we're gonna drive and hit the um hit the uh background because it's like it seems like it's like a fake thing um oh yeah because they still live down in california and uh like uh yeah my cousin just kept saying like i feel like it's gonna be the ending to that one truman show Mm -hmm. where we're just gonna hit the the background and this is all gonna be fake walk up the stairs and open the door it's like people having donuts back there oh that's crazy and then uh we we were there and uh we heard like sirens run past us at a restaurant we were staying at she's like oh no it's cool there we are this is real life i feel like i'm at home that's so <laughs> funny you know I, I, boise is is such a great place and i i grew up here so mm-hmm. to me i wanted to get out that was the first thing i wanted to do was yeah. to just leave it's exactly why i left i was like from like day one i was basically like i'm gonna go away from for college yeah. <laughs> for sure yeah, it, but 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 and I I forget you know when when Angie and I moved back here in 2012 and she'd only visited here once at that point we were living in Kentucky that's where she's from, and um, she always kept telling me how cool the how awesome the mountains looked and all that stuff and I started looking and I'm like you're right mm-hmm. holy shit like these are some pretty awesome mountains but I just you take it for granted like I'm like yeah that's the foothills whatever yeah you know you just take it for granted so mm-hmm. they are they are stunning yeah. yeah we just hired somebody at the brewery and he's from i want to say montana yeah. or missouri i don't remember i was so bad East, i feel so West, bad i'm so sorry <laughs> but he um he and his uh girlfriend hike a lot and so he's just been like so happy um coming uh, like i'll ask him how the hiking's going and he's just like oh my gosh we went up this thing and i was like i need to hike more because i don't want to take boise for granted um yeah. Yeah. I took LA for granted, took the ocean for granted. That's the one thing I miss the most is like, I miss just being able to walk down West Hollywood and find something to do on like a Tuesday night. But oh. also that's what we have here because we both do comedy and there's like something to do almost every single night. Yeah, yeah you're right. And I like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like the quietness of Boise too because like even living downtown, it was a little noisy for me. Yeah. And then when Casey and I moved to like just off of State Street, essentially, yeah. we're like, oh, it's just so nice. That's <laughs> it's cool. It's so nice. Um. 
I'll ask you later. Oh. I was going to okay. ask you because I think I know exactly where you guys are living because I saw a video on one of your guys' stories. And I was like, oh, I used to live there. Uh, uh, it has a man-made lake and everything. Silver Lake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, used right to, we used to live there. Uh, that apartment complex? Yeah, yeah. Silver Bay? Oh, no. Uh, the landing or Edgewater. Edgewater. That's where Casey used to live when he moved up here because his friends lived there. Okay. And then he was sleeping on their couch. And then he moved in with Matt Amos. Mm-hmm. And then he moved in with me. Yeah. And then we moved in with that. I got that you. Place. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just remember seeing, I remember like seeing the, the, uh, uh, the thing, the carports and stuff, and I was like, that looks kind of familiar, you yeah. know? But, yeah, yeah, that's cool. He walks the the dog like he'll walk that dog, uh, our, that dog, our <laughs> dog, he'll walk for you. That damn dog. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I would do anything for him. It's a good. It's a good one. I hike with a friend, and we found these beautiful flowers, and I was like, I'm gonna take a picture of him right in front of it. I was like, probably won't. He'll probably won't sit still enough for me to take yeah. it. He sat, and he let me take like. 20 pictures of him and he just like stayed there and kind of smiled and looked up at my friend he was giving me different angles and everything and i was like crying this is like this is beautiful he's so beautiful and handsome dogs are the best he uh dogs are the best they really are not to shit on cats or cat people because i'm an animal person i was just talking about this with somebody like i do love cats Mm -hmm. i am not a cat owner and i realize that now (laughs) and like because i remember when i was living alone for so long i really 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 wanted to get a dog and there was a couple times where i was going to um and then uh it never really worked out and like sad like i just kept getting my heart broken essentially so then my friend was like just get a cat and she kind of like i'm not gonna say bully (laughs) she just kind of like pressured me into getting a cat and i was like okay you know it's never gonna happen whatever and then like a week later i found myself having a cat oh boy and i was like i hate this (laughs) like i love animals and i just hated this one so much for some reason i just couldn't like it was a really nice cat and everything so i I ended up like taking it back i felt horrible but we found um an old lady who who adopted the cat instead oh, good. and she kept the name and everything and uh like she it, it was a perfect thing and she she would send me pictures every night but that was like years, years ago, ago so yeah like two years ago so i mean i'm not in contact with her anymore but yeah. i'm glad that the cat found a, a better home than hell yeah. yeah that's cool it sucked i felt really bad yeah. <laughs> i was like i'm so bad but i mean i don't want to settle for a cat when i like could just dog. wait for a dog yeah well and dogs you know it it really depends on where you're at in life uh mm-hmm. i'm not gonna say how old you are because we all get to the point to where we're settled down at different times in life yeah but when you're when you're when you're like ready to just relax mm-hmm. you know um dog it's great dog's great that's what kept me from getting a dog for a long time too, too. um yeah. And I'm such a dog person. And so people would kind of be like, when are you going to get a dog? And I was like, I don't, I've seen a lot of people get dogs that they aren't ready to get, like in college and stuff. (gasps) And they always turn out great. It always turns out great. But I didn't want to um, do that. Like, I just, I wanted to be a hundred percent and you're never really a hundred percent. But when um, Casey and I found uh, Frio online, we were like, this is perfect. Well, and a couple is, is always going to be better with raising a dog Yeah, because you can take shifts mm-hmm. and like, well, who's going to be home at the, this time for whatever it's, yeah. it's, it's easier. Yeah. And that's how like Casey and I kind of fell into, I wake up early and I take him out and like on walks and I feed him in the morning yeah. and I hang out with him in the beginning of the day. And then Casey gets up later. So he wakes up and then like 
takes Frio on like a long walk while I, I go to work. Yeah. And then he's he feeds him at night and is in charge of like because then I go to sleep early and Casey like continues to take him out before he goes to bed. That's cool. Yeah, it's a really it's good. It's a good system. It is a good system. Yeah. Except sometimes when I want to sleep in and he's like, get up. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I, well, you know, with Zeus, Zeus, you know, being a. Uh, uh, he's, you know, he's, he's our little cripple now, and um, we love him to death. And he always wants to go out, so it's cool. But the only time I find myself getting like, like when I don't want to do it, or like I'm like I find resistance is right when I wake up. Yeah, it is. It's right when I wake up. It. I had the hardest time because I was also like my sleep schedule was so shitty, and I hated that. And so getting dog, um, I didn't like anticipate this and i i'm glad i like didn't get a dog to use him for me getting up out of bed earlier <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it has yeah. definitely like gotten me to wake up earlier and stuff because i always feel like shit if i sleep in like past 10 30 yeah. now even if my like because I, I bartend and i like do, i do a lot of stuff that i can do at night and stuff so my like get sleep schedule was essentially just shifted go to bed at like four in the morning and sleep until 10 yeah and i didn't like it i was mm. like i feel like i'm missing out at everything and when i would wake up super late sometimes i'd wake up at 12 or 1 and then i just feel like the whole day's gone because then i, I have to just days. go to work yeah. <laughs> and i'm like Ugh, i don't want to do this that is the service industry hours yes i definitely had that but i have broken out of it which yeah. is really nice That's feels good. much better good. um except i do get tired around 9 30 <laughs> 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 like today when a uh, uh, i got a coffee right before coming here and um I, but now i'm like super excited because i don't have to wake up super early tomorrow so i'm gonna and i might also take it off i haven't decided yet <laughs> i know that that sounds um uh i know that that sounds weird but i just kind of want to like it's it's tough uh bartending I yeah i'm like oh, i really been there. i get you yeah it's you know it's uh working anything in the service industry whether you're a cook you're a server you're a bartender you're a a manager a hostess or oh like oh my god yeah a hostess yeah. I, that was one of my first jobs is I, I hosted at a diner mm. um, and then uh, I started waitressing a little bit and like oh my gosh I was I hated it so much I remember one time like um, where was, was it at? it was at a place called Mr. D's okay uh, in San Dimas okay um, I love the place it was great it was a great little summer job it was like a great job to push me into like knowing how to work that kind of like busyness yeah um and the soup was amazing it was so good the the cooks called me um a white princess in spanish <laughs> and I, I asked them one day i was like i know what it means and i was like is it an insult and they were like no and i was like okay well, no, that's fine i guess i'm not that white i guess <laughs> but it was it was a great place to work i loved it there was really good people i made like good money for a teenager yeah um and uh yeah this one guy though one time i was like having a bad day um, I guess this is one of the worst things that someone said to me was like, he was like, uh, oh, are you new? Because I was just like super frazzled. And, yeah. and he goes, uh, um, oh, no, he goes to a waitress and goes, is she new? And I was like, I'm not. I've been working here for like a year. And I was like, mm. And then, oh. uh, but the other, the best thing that somebody said to me one time, because we always had to have our hair up. Mm -hmm. And so I had like, I like did my hair and kind of like, I would just try and find find a way to like do my hair a nice way sometimes i put a braid in it or whatever yeah. and um uh i was like working and i got new glasses and i was just like i don't know it was just me and then uh these this couple comes with this older couple and uh the wife goes um 
uh, oh my gosh, you should be a model. And she's like, what are you doing working here? And I was like, I'm just here until the modeling career takes off. <laughs> and she like, I thought it was a joke, but then they didn't laugh and it made me feel really good. <laughs> I was like, ah, <laughs> that was nice. Oh, that's so, great. That was oh. fun. What was it called again? Mr. D's. Mr. D's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, then man. it was a fun place to work. Uh, uh, they have two locations now. And yeah. it's, yeah, it's good. It was owned by like this, uh, these like Greek brothers and they were really nice. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Everyone there was really nice. And I really liked that they hired me for a summer because I was going back from college. I was like, mm. I just need a job for the summer. And they yeah. weren't going to, but they said that they liked my smile. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's You're nice. Like, well, that's good enough. Yeah, yeah, I was like, okay, whatever gets me on the freaking door. Yeah. <laughs> just pay me. Yeah, pay me, please. Oh. Now, I, I, when you came into the, the shuttle uh, just two minutes ago, yeah. you mentioned the ukulele. Yes. And I actually remember a while back when we first met, you know how you like you go through people's Facebooks or whatever, and you're like, oh, what do they do? Or where are they yeah. from? I remember right when I clicked on your picture, seeing you, I think it was you with the ukulele. And I'm trying to remember if it was you or if it was... Uh, There's a couple. I do have a couple of pictures on my Facebook of me with a ukulele. Gotcha. I have one where I was in a sketch for my friend um, where she like wrote a song about uh, like not being a dick at parties and like sexually assaulting women. Yeah. And she was like, um, I want you and a friend to like play it. And like you guys are pretentious like indie writers okay, and stuff. So okay. I, was, I had one where it's like me with kind of like long wavy hair mm-hmm. wearing like a striped shirt and okay. i had it just like <laughs> just like sitting it looked like some freaking stupid artist and then another one where i was um i volunteered i just put my name in like a lottery to be a model for my college because mm-hmm. every now and again they take new pictures for the websites and everything like that mm-hmm. so i was like ah, if you guys need anything I'll, I'll be around and they actually were like yeah you can come down and then they said if you um have like anything like if you're an artist and you want to bring like your sketchbook or if you uh, play a musical instrument you can bring that down or if you mm-hmm. skateboard bring that down so well, i was like cool i'll bring my uh ukulele down yeah. and so they had me like sit and like play a song to everybody and uh, i played a song that i wrote called ham and okay. it's just it's the first song i ever wrote okay <laughs> and i got my ukulele because um my sister bought that ukulele for me on my 17th birthday okay and it also happened, my birthday happened to fall on Easter at the same time. So my mom was making ham, which is like my favorite thing in the whole world. And I made, I learned how to play it really easily because I've always played like guitar and bass or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was like pretty easy to pick up. And I made a song about ham for, <laughs> on the ukulele. So they had me play that to a bunch of strangers I knew who I went to school with. And oh, that's fun. They caught a really good picture of me just like cracking up playing it. <laughs> that's cool. Now, yeah. so if you, if you play guitar and bass and stuff, it, uh, did you start performing in like in front of people at an early age? Or? Yeah, I I started with flute in okay. elementary school. I was a bando too. Yeah, my mom yeah. was too. She was like drum captain and she played sax. She was yeah. That's uh, cool. I always I get my creative side from my mom. Uh, nice. <laughs> my my uh, jokes from my dad, but like yeah. it's um, <laughs> you have to. <laughs> my dad has his jokes are really funny, but they're definitely dad jokes. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah, my uh, I played flute in elementary school. That's what I started with. I carried that throughout like middle school and high school. Uh-huh. I was in jazz band and I was second chair, so I played like piccolo and bass flute. Cool. And then um, one year in jazz band, like a bunch of flautists came in, and the director was like, uh, "So if any of you flautists, like, we need other people to play other instruments because we're lacking in other departments and like have too many people playing flute. Uh, so if you guys want to change, 
let me know who wants to change and i was like i'll change so she made me play i learned tenor saxophone oh cool played tenor for a while so you went from from flute to like a reed instrument like yeah straight up. Wow. i love it was my favorite instrument i think i've oh, ever played oh that's cool yeah i loved like playing jazz and like improvising on it can't do it anymore but <laughs> i feel that i was a drummer all the way through school and i have no way that yeah i was, uh, picked up the flute the other day and i was like eh, this is not gonna work <laughs> and then um I stopped doing that, and then my mom, like, as a Christmas gift, got me, my parents got me a Hofner bass, because I was obsessed with the Beatles, yeah. especially Paul McCartney. Saw a Hofner bass in, like, a thrift store one time, and my mom, bought, oh, no, no, it was in the thrift store. It's like an actual guitar shop, but okay. um, they bought it for me for Christmas, and uh, they yeah. signed me up for, uh, it was like, the second part of the gift was signing me up for, uh, um, ba- like, bass lessons, and it's also at a place, it's called Mike's Guitar World in Glendora, California. Okay really cool place where they also put you in bands <laughs> and so and what? then they have band practices and you can hold it there and everything and then they'll put you on shows and stuff so i was in a beatles cover band for five years i played bass in it and i've sang and um does uh, montana know this i think i have told him and he laughed at me <laughs> <laughs> i think i don't know i can't i do have a vague memory of telling him and he was like makes sense <laughs> I was oh, like, that's, uh. <laughs> that's his favorite band i figured he would just be like what uh, yeah, I loved the Beatles. I was like obsessed with them all through. It was like what I was known for in like high school and stuff. I was also a very shy kid in high school. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, like I, a lot of people who know that I do stand up from high school now, I don't really talk to a lot of them. But a lot of people that know that I did stand up or something are like, you used to be so scared of everything. And I was like, yeah, couldn't look people in the eyes. Now I do it for monies. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's where I started performing for, for people and stuff is uh part of the band cool. um I, w- I always wanted to be like a cool person who would like you know get kind of crazy with it like how oh, i yeah. can do now yeah but i wasn't back then and yeah. so um uh it was like it was like like slightly letting out off out the valve you're yeah. like and then but i was like, too scared and yeah. everything and i was still like a teenager and whatever and then when yeah. i went away to college i was like now is a chance for me to be who i really want to be and so that's so cool started just like i did cabaret and then that's when i also started performing comedy and improv um then uh see junior year of college um a couple of girlfriends and i were like let's do a comedy show and i'll just try and do stand-up comedy that's and then i did that i think remember you telling me about that yeah when we first met or you know what i mean like there was a i remember you saying you did it then a show with all women right yeah it was called you're funny for a girl okay um uh one of our friends hosted it and then i opened and then there was like four of us uh Haley and i got uh started the Haley lenhart yeah. case tonight yeah she was on that show too she closed That's it so cool we both did like we both planned to do 10 minutes and we both ended up doing like everyone on the show ended up doing like 15 it was like insane we didn't know how hard it was because we yeah. were just like let's dip our toe in it yeah so then we all kind of got together sometimes and we'll watch like comedy stand-up specials and like see how they wrote jokes and then just try and think of them ourselves and yeah um and then uh, uh how and then somebody that we knew through improv he had us he had just opened up like a little studio in his apartment and he was like hey i'm gonna do a show uh, uh you guys should come down and like be on the show do guest spots there because uh, he just saw that we did stand-up comedy once and he's like come on and i was like yeah so me and Haley went down there and uh, Lady Business hosted, or I think Sophie Hughes hosted. Okay. Not sure. Anyway, that's how I met them. Okay. Um, and they were like, you should audition for uh, Be- Boise's Funniest. Yeah. And I don't know if Lady Business liked us right away, but um, Sophie like really sat down with us and like she started telling us all about it and she was like, please audition for 
um, Boise's funniest. Man. And so I call Sophie my, my comedy mom because, Aww. and then she didn't know I existed for like a couple of years because I did Boise's funniest. And then I like went away for a little bit and then came back yeah. and I was like, hi. Yeah. Well, you were away. I don't think it was even that long. I think it was just for the remainder of that next school year, right? Cause it I, was like six months. Yeah. Yeah. It was nothing. I, uh, um, yeah, because so, so that's where that's when we met. It's funny that was my next thing. I kind of wanted. Yeah, to Yeah, I into. always forget that you and I were in the same season of VFP together. Yep, that's so yep. funny. You and I were top five. Top five. It was um, the only people left from our years. You, me, and Haley, and uh, Patrick sometimes does it. Yes, and and he does well when he does it because he. It makes me so mad. I love Patrick, but like yeah. he doesn't do it a lot, and so then when he could just get up on stage and freaking murder, I'm like. Yeah, I have to go to Mike's every single week just to make a joke work like semi like almost as well as you do a joke first time. Yeah, what is happening? Yeah, well, you know, and this and this is this is all from a scientific part. This is not anything, but like okay, there is there is a raw talent that you can have. Mm-hmm. Okay, and 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 he he has that. He's shown it many many times. Yeah. Um. However, uh, there also is a muscle that you work. That lets you work any room that you come across. Yeah, and 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 there is and and respect Patrick seriously, man. But but you <laughs> but you but you're not developing that muscle. So that is something that is. That's exactly what I was uh, I was talking to Matthew about that. Yeah, and because uh, um, something that was really hard for me to learn in comedy is that people are going to pass you by. Yeah. essentially, is like there's always going to be some some instances where people are just going to get farther and like faster than you mm-hmm. um and just have it and yeah. and be able to go up on stage and just freaking murder um and uh, uh he was like um uh, basically it, like some of those people have it good for them they take it like a duck to water but they're not going to have that muscle that you like work at yep. and the 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 drive that you have mm-hmm. and it's and as soon as it gets hard for them it's going to be really hard for them but it's been hard for you and you've been able to like fight against that which yeah. is a great <laughs> A it's great, great. it's a great I thing mean, to have. Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people who've like spent years and years getting like good at comedy. Yeah. Um and that always gives me a lot of I'm like, well if they if it took them ten years and I'm okay. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. after three I should be fine. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, somebody explained it to me when I first started. They said that uh think of it like uh, your years of comedy think of it like a person growing as a baby to a, a, a person like mm-hmm. so you and you and i we're only th- three-year-olds yeah so we're just learning how to talk <laughs> you know what i'm saying like we can kind of run you yeah. know we have a little bit of motor skills that way goo goo gaga dick yeah, joke yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah we can say i want food you know i'm hungry <laughs> But but we that's all we can do right now. Yeah. And, and then and then in at ten we'll be like okay we can kind of hold some conversations. I mean we're annoying, but we can hold mm-hmm. some conversations. Yeah. And it, it just I, and to me that helped me think of it like okay so I don't after four years I mean I don't want to be wasting my time. Yeah. But after four years I don't have to be like oh my god like wh- why am I not here or there mm-hmm. because yeah. I I know that it's 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 a process and it's. Oh, but it's such a great process. It is. It is great if you like actively make it to be great because yes. that's something that I've also found is like if you are going to be miserable the whole time and not have fun, you're never going to have fun. That's exactly like you right. gotta you gotta actually kind of fight for it. You gotta decide if this is going to be fun for you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's it's not. No, <laughs> I was just talking to take AC on the. Um, he went to the Quinn's mic tonight. Okay, and he was like, um, sometimes it's just hard. Sometimes you just fucking hate comedy and you just hate a lot of the people that are around you, yeah. and you're like. It's just, it's always going to be like that. And then the next day, though, you're going to be like, I love this. I can't leave without it. I can't it. wait to go to it tonight. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the Saturday, <clears throat> we did the uh, the comedy tent. 
or oh, yes, yeah, or was go? it Saturday or Friday? Friday. I was a part of the first comedy tent, and it didn't. I was I was supposed to be on like three shows, and like I was on one, and I was like I drove all the way out to the village, and was <laughs> but they were still figuring it out, which is like fine. But. Yeah, 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 and 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 and, and uh, there's no way to make it the way that everybody who's on it wants it to be. Yeah. Because it's your street performing. There's yeah. like open guitar. There was an open guitar case <laughs> with money in it. And nice. we were doing comedy with people walking past. Yeah. Like it, that's what it was. It was, it was a tent and, 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 and so for those of you listening, this is this, this place called the village of, uh, Idaho, I think. It's just, yeah. The village in Meridian or yeah, something. The village of Meridian. Yes. And it's a, like a big outdoor, like very bougie mall type place. Yeah. Like outdoor mall. Just all like, the expensive stores. Williams Sonoma. You got <sighs> Victoria's Secret. Yep. You got Lush up in there. You got expensive restaurants and a, a theater, the Village Theater that like looks like a, a castle kingdom. Yeah, they like serve you while you're watching the movie, and you can get alcohol in there. Not mm-hmm. in a, like a cup either, like a pint glass. Yeah, it's 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 pretty awesome. It's pretty great. Yeah, if you have the time and money to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's your life, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's your life. That's your life. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, bougie, <laughs> bougie, posh. I, <laughs> I, I, um, yeah. So, so we're sitting there outside in this tent, and there's all these other booths. There's like you can buy stuff over here. People are making handmade jewelry you buy over there, mm-hmm. and there's a beer garden thing. And then there's this comedy tent, and people are literally just walking in and out of these stores and walking in and out of these other places buying stuff. And they're walking past, and they don't even give a flying fuck. Yeah, that we're trying to make them laugh. Yeah, that's rough. That's one of those times where you like, what the fuck am yeah. I doing? Yeah, I remember showing up and like, it's hard to judge it based on the one that I did. Yeah. Um, and uh, for me, they just had it like in this tent, and there was literally like six chairs, and then it was like all four walls. Some of the like things were lifted because it was a windy day. Um, my favorite thing about all of it though is that like. I can't remember what he was talking about, but Austin Paul Johnson was like yelling into the mic <laughs> something about. I, I don't condoms I don't know like something weird that's right and like oh maybe hacky sacks I don't know like I want to say it was like condoms hacky sacks or croutons we don't know we'll never know that's the last of the universe but I just remember him like yelling about something maybe it was about Target okay <laughs> like him, he's yelling about something and then like I see out of one of the little flaps that was kind of like open you could just see past it this guy who's like playing with his kids in the beer garden and then he just like looks up and like looks at the tent and just like shakes his head no very slowly (laughs) and then he just like turns and walks away with his kids he's like come on (laughs) let's get the hell out of here yeah it was oh it was so funny oh that's great it was it was really funny yeah i loved it a lot it's so brutal it was really yeah it's it's i mean uh, I did, because, uh, like, we were, the first show, we were just like, oh, let's just do comedy, whatever. Yeah. So, I was like, this is going to be fun because it's just comedians in this tent. It's just my friends that I can talk to and be, like, weird. I can just, like, tell them weird stories that I've ever had. And then right before I go on stage, two people walk in and sit in the tent. And I was like, well, now I have to do fucking material for these chumps. And they're sitting, like, not one, like, two feet away from me. Oh. So I just, like, it was in that weird point where I was like, I have to kind of look at them, but I don't want to just, like, stare at them. Oh. <laughs> like, lean down, put my hands on my knees and be yeah. like, hey, buddy, want to hear about a time I got high once? <laughs> Wait to see what I got for you. Yeah, hey. But then, so I was like, well, those people hate me because they oh. kind of, like, did that thing where they were afraid to laugh, I think. I hope so. I want to say that. But <laughs> didn't really laugh that much. Oh, and, God. um 
And then I went to a diner with Cody the other day and like this guy like serving us and he's like, hey, you do comedy, right? And I was like, well, yes, I do. Thank you so much. And he's like, yeah, I saw you at the uh, comedy tent at the village. And I was like, wish you would have seen me someplace else. <laughs> hey, man, I'll be at the blah, blah, blah place if yeah. you want to go see me there. You want to see a real, like me oh. do a real show. Not that the comedy tent is not great. It's just brutal. It's just it's like a weird. brutal. Brie knows it's brutal. Yeah, I commend Brie and Haley for putting that on because it's like, why would you want to do that? Yeah. It's like like they're trying to put themselves through a nice little training camp with that and also putting us through a nice little training camp Mm -hmm. with it. But it is one of those things where you're like, you know what? I tried escargot once (laughs) and I don't think I'm going to do it again. Yeah, but I tried it and I could say that I did it. Uh, Yeah, I did it. Yeah. Yep. Yep, I yep. went down that road. Yeah. It was also nice because I wanted to go to Lush and get more face masks. <laughs> I was like, well, while I'm at Lush getting more face masks, I guess I can perform in this comedy tent. Oh, it was great. not the other way around for my train of thought, really. I was like, maybe I'll go see Spider-Man after this. <laughs> <laughs> so when you did it, they had chairs in the tent for, for people to sit very, and watch? Very, very small ones. And it was like really? hot and it was weird. Yeah. yeah. Was so so when they opened it up and they were like performing, like doing street performances instead of having a tiny room, and I'm using tiny room with air quotes and very very like <laughs> very very loose terms um it I, I think it did way better because people can like walk by and see it and stuff mm. um but yeah they didn't have they didn't have chairs for for us it was it was it was the mic and then the street so it was just people was the mic walking hooked by up to anything or was it just a it was show? a stand with a mic and then it had the speaker okay but like the, the but then there was a back area where the like a green room kind of for yeah. us to sit in but but there was nowhere for the people to sit, so it was literally you had to walk up and stand and stop and stand. And so, oh yeah, it was. That seems like it's better than though than the little room because people felt Probably, really yeah. cramped. Yeah. Also, people like when like Haley and Bree were like trying to get people in there. Um, people would kind of look in and be like, mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and again, respect to them because like I, I was saying, we said in the beginning, there was no way to make it good. Like there's no way to make yeah, it. Like... That's not an idea that you're like, this is going to be so easy. Yeah. It's, it's an idea that you're like, we're going to, it's going to be a learning, learning experience. experience. And yeah. it's a, yeah. I, like the only thing is why? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Not gonna cry. Cover that one up. <laughs> I'm glad it just like went probably oh, right into the that mic. Was the best. <laughs> that was the best. That was a great A one too. Oh, I'm very proud of that. Man. I'm glad that that one got caught on the, the audio. You're welcome, listeners. I just did a coffee fart for you guys. What's up? <laughs> I had to like cough because I inhaled and then it just like it just... all came out at once. <laughs> There's no way to stop it. No, it's the body. I'm so oh sorry. Oh, my God. I love it. Oh, fuck. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Comedy. Hey, hey. Comedy if tent. you had to say anything about the comedy tent, you just say it right there. Case closed. Great. Case closed. Great point. <laughs> oh. What? I... It's not the worst show I've ever done, though. No, it, it really isn't. It really no. isn't. No, there's worse. There's definitely worse. I did a show at a biker smoking bar in Nampa. <gasps> what was the place called? You remember? <sighs> something River. Um, like Whiskey in- River. Oh. Something like that. Okay. Okay. Um, something sounds like they got bikes parked out front. Oh, it was an insanely, like, just like all these biker dudes and then they're like daughters. 
and like they're like as tough as their dad which is great but like they're yeah. all smoking inside they're not listening it was like a sold out room too it was like 70 people it was a big bar and like nobody wanted to hear comedy and at first i was like they just can't hear me whatever yeah. and like it's, it's fine and then um they were like uh, uh montana got up and he actually told a joke and got the entire audience to laugh i'm sure and then I got a, he got off stage and I was like, hey, man, congratulations, you got them to listen. And he's like, no, I would have rather had that joke go flat because it shows that they were listening and they just didn't care. <laughs> and oh, I was like, that is so true. That is so true. And it was just like a shit show. I mean, someone tried to grab the mic from Derek, who was headlining. And like, oh it was God. like, like get up, and he had like push him off the stage. And then when I turned and I was like, hey people who work here where's your security or like are you gonna do something and they were like why so they didn't oh. care about us either it wasn't like it wasn't like people were coming for the comedy or whatever yeah and um it was not fun and then i went to the bathroom and i told like my uh how convenient i told my farting jokes uh, uh, <laughs> on stage and then i went to the bathroom and i was literally in there for like 30 seconds you know just doing my thing and like some guys started like pounding on the door. They tried to get in, yep. and then they start pounding on the door, like "Come on, stop pooping in there! Well, come on wow. out!" And I like just took my time, and then I came out, and they were like, "What were you doing pooping in there?" It's like these two big burly like biker dudes, and they started like putting their hands around me, and oh. like they were like, "Yeah, no, she doesn't poop, but she does fart." What? 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 Oh. And then Casey like was also in the bathroom, and he had was waiting for me, and he like reached in grabbed me and he's like we gotta go <laughs> like we left and i was like thank you oh my god it's just weird and somebody stopped casey on the um because he hosted it it was me it was casey and it was i did a guest spot montana did it and then Derek headlined oh, um and uh somebody stopped casey on his way out uh to like go smoke and he was just like hey i want to let you go you uh i just want to let you know that you and your friends aren't doing too good <laughs> Thanks, bro. Yeah, and he was missing all his teeth, and then he offered Casey weed. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, um, like you're doing yeah, so well, bro. Yeah, exactly. You're, there's no way that you can be pointing the uh, fingers right now because you you need to have at least as many teeth as you do fingers, uh, and you don't, that's my dude. Great. So, oh. I, I, but like, I don't look back and cringe at that memory. Yeah. I'm just like, it happened. That was fun. My brother was in town and he like filmed like my set for me. And he's like, hey, I filmed your set. Do you want me to send it to you? And I was like, why don't you just delete that? It's <laughs> like, why don't you just make sure that never get, hits the surface oh, of anything? <laughs> and then we, uh, I mean, it was, it was still pretty fun. I wasn't like upset. And I'm still not yeah. upset about it. We all need those. Yeah, like We do. Stupid if mice. it's good all the time, then we're just fluffy. Yeah. Like we're just we're just floating on clouds the whole time, thinking yeah, exactly. that it's always going to be great. Then you never get that edge where you're like good at handling stuff like oh, that, and you can react to the audience. That muscle we were just we've been talking exactly, about. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And that's what like like when I watch Sophie, she's like she's so she's kind. so good. When my my parents are up, they um I like she put together a little up next show, and I asked to be on it just so my parents could see me while mm-hmm. you're up here. And um it was there was eight people in the audience, uh my parents and my uncle and aunt. So four, that's four of them. And then the other four people were this like drunk, middle-aged white women group. Oh, man. <laughs> and, they, and so it was like eight people. And then like slowly, like because Sophie was headlining. So slowly people kind of came in uh, when, when Sophie was doing it. But she was like, I'm just going to do like 15 to 20 minutes. And like, because like Eric, all, Eric Cole was also on it. And then Ian Owens hosted it. And um, she was like, uh, I'm just going to do a little bit of time because there's not that many people here. So what's yeah. the point? And she had so much fun just, like, talking to the audience and, like, doing her jokes in, like, new ways and stuff that she, like, did, she did, like, 
about 55 minutes like she Whoa. killed it and there was more people coming in and she was like i'm not getting off this stage and there's 20 people here and then like basically she kind of got it but it was so much fun that's cool and like that's that's so impressive to me is that somebody can just like walk around on stage it just like i've seen sophie set so many times but it seemed like she just was coming up with this on the spot well that's the best thing i think about us watching each other all the time is that we know each other's jokes so we can see when we're doing things on the fly more we can see when we're mm -hmm. it's it's we just notice it a lot more and it's 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 pretty cool because i thought that when i first started i was like man i'm just gonna get tired of like always seeing the same stuff and yeah. this. but when we actively try and we're we're improving in this and the other and it's nice because you can be like oh wow i know that entire bit but i'm actually laughing right now yeah because of how you kind of rewarded this and mm -hmm. how you did that it's yeah. really cool to see that i like that a lot too yeah because one thing that i've definitely learned is that it's not like like being a comic for a long time isn't basically writing all new jokes every single time. It's it's like getting everything else. It's it, there's a lot of components to actually doing stand up comedy. It's mm -hmm. your um, uh, stage presence. It's the way that you handle the mic. It's the way that you maybe put the mic stand behind the thing. Yeah. It's the way that you walk around on stage. It's the way that you like Transition present to your, your jokes. Next joke. yeah, yeah, it's the way that you rework your jokes. Mm -hmm. It's the way that you do open mics or like get mm -hmm. like the way that you do shows and like compose sets and you do that by learning everything else so yeah it's, it's funny because it's like as you're learning how and, and not that we're in any position now where we're like well this is how i can see how it works now mm -hmm. but it, it is a kind of feel like i'm getting to the point to where and a lot of us i feel like we're getting to the point to where we we worked a whole lot on trying to figure out how we want to be on stage or who we are kind of deal and all this stuff yeah that we're starting to play around with it more yeah you know like we're having more fun because we're like we're not necessarily playing the part of a comedian. We're trying to just be us. Yeah. And, we're, and, we're, and now that we're kind of getting how to maybe do that, it's becoming a whole lot more fun, just like spitballing stuff at times. Yeah. You know, not so nerve wracking as it used to be. There's like specific times where I like to like specific um, open mics that mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, this one's like the late Thursday mic at Liquid, my favorite mic, because oh. you can just go up there and do kind of whatever. Anything. It's great. And then, like, this past one, I don't know if you were there, but I just wore my Crocs on my hands. I must have left or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, so shit. I went up, because I didn't have anything planned, and I also, like, Casey was basically running to go get them for me, so I, like, got them, and I was like, I'm just gonna put them on my hands, and, like, walked up on stage, essentially, because oh, it was, shit. like, so so late, and I, I'm i in this comedy contract with Dylan Hunter, where I have to have Crocs on my persons for everything I do in comedy on stage in the year 2019. Oh, shit. I'm seven months in. I'm doing good. Oh, I haven't what's the prize? missed one. Um, pride. Oh, okay. No, no, okay. Good. Good. Okay. I'm like, down with that. We just like, so he basically bought me these Crocs. They were like $55. He bought me the Crocs. Mm. If I lose, I buy him any shoes he wants. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to do that. Uh -uh. And also I get free Crocs out of this. And also oh. I've been really, really loving them. They're really nice. <laughs> um, anyway, so I just like, <laughs> I walk on stage and I have them on my hands and I like do the whole thing with like trying to lower the mic stand because Casey hunts really tall and mm -hmm. he was like hosting. And then um, I'm just like, uh, I explain the comedy contract really quickly. And then um, I try and tell a joke. <laughs> And then I just go, is this what you wanted, Dylan, you sick fuck? <laughs> he's, like, he's not even in the audience. I was like, well, how could you do this to me? 
and then I just started telling another joke, and then I uh, it totally bombed. Both bo- oh, everything yeah. pretty much bombed. There was not a lot of people in that audience, and no one really laughed at anything. Oh. <laughs> but I just kept being like, ah. <laughs> but it's so free, like you said, because even though whatever, you just mm-hmm. went up there and you just had fun. Yeah. You know, and that's a whole. That's a big. That's a big deal. Yeah. Do you want to wash these face masks? Oh yeah, let's, oh yeah. So I even told y'all uh, we've been sitting here with uh, these awesome face masks the whole time. Yes, lush face masks. I mentioned them earlier before. I'm wearing. Uh, oh oh yes, yes. What are they called? You're wearing coffee something. I'm yeah. It's like a okay. I'm wearing cup of coffee, mm-hmm. and uh, Jeremy's wearing. Don't look at me. <laughs> oh, so stop looking at me. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna look somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, let's go wash this off real quick. All okay, right, we'll perfect. be back. So okay. Now, I did see this on your, because uh, uh, recently I went on your Facebook because I wanted to write down some questions so that I just, whatever, right? Yeah. And and I saw that on your thing and your, and your about, because that's why I went to your about section. Yeah. And uh said you, you were a, 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 a judge at a dog show. Okay. So when I made What's my Facebook, when I made my Facebook, I was seven. No, I wasn't 17. I was probably like 16. Before the teen, I was like, you were seven? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I was seven. <laughs> um, no, when I made it, I thought it would be really funny to lie. <laughs> so I oh, just it's a said, lie. It's a lie. I was hoping it was but the truth. I, don't, I didn't think that anybody really ever, like, like um, uh, saw them. So I just thought of the, like, craziest thing that I would, like, that would be almost believable that I could do. Um, and then uh, just put that on there. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and then I, um, but I have been getting, every time, like, when I did BFP, one of the girls was like, I just stalked everybody on Facebook. And it says, you're a dog show judge. And I didn't know her that well. Still have not really talked to her since the competition. And I went with that lie. That's I was like, yes, I yes I am. <laughs> Going with lies is the best. Oh, I do. I've been doing it so often lately. Oh. I went to... So I had a... Um, I borrowed a ladder from work just so I can hang stuff up. Mm. My new apartment ceilings are very high. So I've been working on like decorating it. And I had the ladder in my car for a long time because I was like just lazy and didn't want to bring it up all those stairs because like the apartment's on the third floor and so i just had it in like my, my car for like a week <laughs> and i went to the coffee shop and one of the guys was like oh um he burped in my face and then he said oh hey <laughs> sorry he's like oh hey uh um you got a ladder what are you, you what are you doing you you reach something high and i said i lied i was like oh i'm a muralist i paint murals for the city and um, he, I was like, so I just keep it in my car because, you know, sometimes the murals have to be super high or super oh, big. Brilliant. And he, like, totally believed me. He's like, oh, I'm like, what's that like? What have you painted? And I just started naming terrible, like, random places. I was like, I have some stuff in Freak Alley. Um, I painted something on the side of a sandwich shop. Just, like, leaning really oh. hard into the lie. And then he's like, that's so cool. I'm going to have to go check it out. I was like, yeah, do that. I'm like, just, yeah, you'll see my name on it. It just says cat right there. And then oh. I, he was like, cool. And he gave me my coffee. And I left. And I was like, I can never go back there. <laughs> oh, that's the best. That you, you right now are talking about my entire, like, early 20s like from from 20 to 25 not that i don't i still do it yeah but like for there there was a time like when it was just me and i was like floating around this world yeah you know i would i would like to fuck with people sometimes and i do that a lot too i like it i i've been from britain before (laughs) i I've you know what i'm saying like like my buddy dimitri one time uh, he met this girl named tammy and this is back in 09. This is before like people had all their YouTube channels and she had Tammy TV. And uh, yeah, she came to one of our wrestling shows or whatever. And, uh, anyway, Wait, we, she had Tammy TV? Yeah, she had Tammy TV. She was Tammy. That sounds so familiar. It could be. 
Yeah, yeah, Tammy TV. May I look it up? Because it oh, sounds absolutely. like so familiar. Absolutely. Okay. We went to her house because they, they ended up being a little bit of a item for a couple of days. And uh, went over to her house. I ended up sleeping on her couch. And uh, I had to be British for like 36 hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I tried to do it at the brewery one time, but then the people kept coming back and they became regulars. And I was like, all right, guys. <laughs> All right, guys, here's the skinny. I'm not <laughs> I'm not from Canada. <laughs> and they were like, get out. And I was like, ah, oh, dang it. Get no, right out of town. Um, <laughs> there's a sitcom called Tammy. I'm going to see if I can. It just seems like it's so familiar. Let me see. I'm going to look it up, too. I, I mean, I'm not, I guess, not that I would say her last name, but I don't remember her last name at all. I'm just going to YouTube it. <clears> Tammy TV. Of course, you know what? Ten, it's ten years ago. Now there's probably tons of Tammy TVs. Yeah, it's um, just giving me like the Tammy TV um, show, and uh, then like that one movie Tammy uh, on um, that with uh, Melissa McCarthy. Oh well, I don't know why that sounded so familiar. I feel like that would be just like. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. You know. It was definitely indie. Um, yeah, I see. I can't even find her now. They might not even be on here anymore. She might. She might be doing something completely different now. But yeah. But she. Uh, yeah. So and and we would see her from time to time, like at this at this place called Diamonds that we'd go to. And, what uh, was that? Uh huh. Diamonds. Is it yeah, a bar? Yeah, the bar. It's a place in Louisville, oh, Kentucky. That's so cool. Yeah, it's called Diamonds. I like that name. That's it, a cool name. It was a pool name. bar. Oh. Yeah. I like. Yeah, I like. I'm really into like pool, like shitty dive bar that, yeah. like that have like pool tables Karaoke and darts. And, yes. Oh, that's the best. Terry's forty four. Mm-hmm. Give me those. I well, love those. You know, places. I when I was in town in my early twenties when I come into town, the forty four was my shit. Like mm-hmm. I love the forty four. We've been going there a lot. We'll go there a lot after like. Um, well, that's right. Where you guys stuff. live. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. right. It's like literally three minutes away. And Terry's. It's right yeah, there. Terry's is also right there. Yeah. Terry's I don't like as much. Mm-mm. I guess I don't know. It's just forty four is like. So much better. Forty four is way better. Yeah. Terry's has more problems, at least when I was there. But Uh-oh. I don't know about lately, but when I used to go there. Um Old Shitty Bars are the best. I think that um I think that performing in old shitty bars um can be the best for comedy. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna loop it right back into that. Uh be- <laughs> because if they're there for the show, it's the greatest crowd you'll ever have. Mm-hmm. I just had one of those shows. Did you wear? Yeah. I did a show in Nampy. Nampy? In Nampy. I did, I did a show in Nampy. Oh, but they were Nampy. <clears throat> Actually, I did a show in Nampa at Choney's. Oh. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was uh, there's this guy who used to work at the Funny Bone before it was liquid, and then he opened another place um, uh, where Fatties is, and mm-hmm. like, um, and uh, he... It invited like Beth out to do a feature set for a traveling comedian he had and she was like oh can I bring somebody and he was like I don't really like to hire people without seeing them first mm. and she was like trust me so then she asked me if I wanted to do it and I did it last Tuesday with her and uh, it was really really fun I walked in and I was like oh boy because the, he does like VIP sections but he had the, the whole entire thing sold out it what? was like at the, yeah is that this like it's a pretty good size too, so I really liked it. But everybody, this is the first time that I was like, everybody in here is here to watch the comedy, and they are oh, excited for that's it. That's cool. Because sometimes you go to a place like I'm going to use Quinn's as an example. People are there, and then they're like, "Oh, comedy's happening. Let's go play pool in the, in the back room." Oh yeah, and yeah. like they leave or something like oh. that. <clears throat> 
And so when uh, when we did it, I was like super excited. And but the first two tables he, were his VIP section tables, and he's like, they've been buying those tickets for the like he's been doing this again for like a month or two. But he's like, they have bought every single VIP section ticket. Like it's wow. the same group of people. So I was like, okay, so I hope they like comedy. But they were like, it was like a bunch of older like white women and men, <laughs> like the, like yeah. like old like like above sixty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh boy, they're not going to like any of my jokes. <laughs> and then uh, I got up there and they were like immediately really responsive to everything. Oh, they kind of so talked cool. back in like a fun way. Everybody was like, it was kind of a longer room, so it was kind of hard to pull into, into the back, but they were still like super on board. Um, it, it was so much fun. And one wow. of the best shows I've ever done, very surprisingly. Like it, it just like my experience with places like that mm-hmm. have not always been great. Yeah, because um, in those places, nobody's there for comedy. Exactly. Yeah. But they they were all there for comedy. The bartenders loved it. Like everybody really liked it and really enjoyed it. Like the people uh, who weren't didn't know that it was happening beforehand, which there was a few, stayed for it and enjoyed it. Oh good. Like yeah, the guy who ran it was really cool about like basically just walking up to people and being like, "Hey, like he's just a per, per, people person." So, yeah. um it was it was really interesting. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it was I was really surprised. I was pleasantly surprised, especially because most of my Nampa shows are not great. They're they're hard. They are hard. <clears throat> um Well, like with Crescent, I feel like I have to um fight every single time just to get people to listen to me. Well, and that's the mic. You know, if you if you did a Fourth Friday show, um yeah. especially now that that the Gary Weaver's booking it. Yeah, I've been actually talking to him cuz I yeah. finally like met him. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a cool guy. He's he's old school. You know what I mean. He's, he is uh, old school. He's a yeah. good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. I uh, uh, the I think that one of the shittiest. Well, yeah, I'll put it up with one of the shittiest shows because I, I, I I could put like a uh, I did a uh, high school reunion a couple weeks ago. Oh, Casey kind of mentioned some of that to me. Yeah, like, it was rough. It was rough. Yeah. It, it was, we had to go all the way to Idaho Falls. Oh, Jesus. So, okay, okay. You ready, you ready for the story? I'm just going to say it. And uh, Tabor, sorry, bro. Because um, <laughs> I did hear about the Tabor part. I think that's what I was like. I didn't hear about the, how the actual show did. I yeah. did hear about this. Thing yeah. Before. So this is what happened, okay? <clears throat> I'm going to start off by saying that we all have pets that we love. Mm-hmm. And we don't want anybody to ever feel fucking sad that they lost a pet. None of that shit. However, sometimes it just it's a little much. And, and, and this was one of those times. Um, so this is what happened. So I, it, this couple of Fridays ago and it's a four hour drive to Idaho falls and Tabor gets a car, rents a car and he gets it. He's supposed to pick me up at a certain time. And, uh, he, he calls me and he's like, Hey man, he's like, right. We're supposed to be here. He calls me and goes, Hey man, uh, emergency change of plans. He goes, I'm going to swing by and pick you up. Um, I'm going to have, we're going to, we're going to drive to the the animal hospital in Boise and, you, and then you're going to drop me off and then you're going to go pick up Victor. And and this isn't my car, you know, yeah. and he's like, you're going to go pick up Victor and then come <clears> back <throat> and then pick me up from the hospital and then we'll go to Idaho Falls. And I'm like, okay, I don't know how much time we have, but so we did that. We get back to the, the hospital, the animal hospital, and we waited probably an extra hour. <gasps> You know, and then we had to be at Idaho Falls by eight. The show started at eight. Tabor didn't, didn't get out of that hospital until uh, four fifty, so almost five o'clock. So we were like going to be hella late. Yeah. Um, I felt really bad, but at the same time, I was like really irritated. 
you know, like, like, how do you fight? That was just a. Well, like, there's just a point where you're like canceled. Get somebody like try and get some, or just be like back out and like I can't do the show. I'm sorry. Yeah, like... Because for it to like, because now you're making everybody else. Yeah. Deal with your yeah, and it, it was hard. It was hard. And, and we're supposed to be friends and be there for them, yes. But like, also there are certain things that you have agreed upon. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, because I, I ended up driving the whole way there and the whole way back, and it was cool because I'm a driver. But uh, <laughs> he he gets out of the hospital and he gets in the car. And he's got this dead rat oh my God. in a box on ice that we drove all the way to Idaho Falls with. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is so bad. Uh, oh, no. I, I know. That's why I preface it by saying, Tabor, respect, dude. Like, like you're my friend. But damn, bro. Uh. Like, like, and it was it was in his lap on his, and he was holding the box on his lap the whole four hours there. And How I, many rats do they have? Because I know he does love those. They have a whole bunch, and they always get more and new ones. Yeah. And they, they, that's their thing. They love the, the rats. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but but they only they only live two years. So yes. they're constantly dying, and they're constantly cycling oh, in and out. Why would you put yourself Why? through that? I know. I know it. So I, we, we do the show, and we get back out of the out to the car. Yeah. And, and, and we're like... <gasps> Oh, no. Yeah. We had to stop at the gas station to get more ice <laughs> so we could put it in the box with the with the, with the the rat. Okay. Yeah. So I would do just about anything for my dog, though. But I also too. would not go to a fucking show if my dog was having problems. <laughs> I would I would be freaking out. I'd be like, there's nothing I can do other than this right now. Yeah. And I wouldn't put other people through that with me i know i know (laughs) and it's like you know it it was just it was hard all around and and uh but we go we get there okay so that was that was that was a side story from talking about the worst show uh oh yeah i haven't even heard about the the actual show part so that's what that was the whole thing with that and and then (laughs) (laughs) We, we um we get to this bar and uh no one gives a fuck. Okay, one more thing. Is this your high school? Holy shit, no. <laughs> I forgot to ask that because I just assumed it was. So I am, I am, I am Capital High School, Boise, Idaho, class of two thousand two. This was Idaho Falls High School, class of oh nine. Oh geez, that's so, when I was a freshman. Oh, yeah. in, in high school. Yeah. I'm uh, a young go. Yeah. Got yeah. an old soul, though. I was born to be an old grandpa. A <laughs> grandpa? You're, <laughs> you're a 24-year-old old grandpa. Yeah. See, Haley said the other thing, one thing to me. She's like, you're the youngest old person I know. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> Got a tweed jacket on. I was like talking to her about ball games. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Did I guess right? Are you 23 or 24? 24. 24? Okay, mm, cool. Turn, yeah. Nice. Yeah, Just turn. Hey, well, uh, it only gets worse from here. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You know what? <laughs> 30s are great. No, yeah, that's what I've been hearing. I mean, I'm still pretty much a youngo, but... Yeah. And um, me too, actually. I mean, at 34... I'm 35 next month. But I... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, thank you. But at thirty four, I'm still. I mean, I'm. It's no, that's young. super, super young. Like, like, and here's one thing I, I realized. Uh, I realized as I keep getting older and older is mm-hmm. that you're always going to be the young one to somebody. Yeah. Because no matter how old you get, someone's going to be like, "How old are you?" And you're like, "I'm forty three And they're yeah. like, "You fucking young ass yeah, motherfucker." Yeah, exactly. It's like what? Stop. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> and then like I recently have been having young people to me because I've, I've mm. been doing those uh, house shows at Riley's, yep. um, and Riley is a little. 
little yeah, baby boy. He is. Um, uh, I love him to death. Yeah. <laughs> but he's been having these like house shows at his college house park or like house, and um, they're the funnest things in the whole wide world. Yeah. But they like uh, uh, I feel like like um, I'm like. I, I feel like I'm an imposter at a, like a slumber party. Oh, yes. For people. Like, because they're all like, you know, 18, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. They were in college. They're still in the good years. I keep telling them, like, you don't know what you fucking have. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, enjoy it, you Be son of a forever, bitch. Yeah. Um, okay, sorry, tangent. But, like, uh, this, this isn't your high school. No. That is insane to me. That, is this anybody's high school on the yeah, show? Yeah. So, uh, a comic who is from, uh, he grew up in Idaho Falls. Victor? Uh, no, this is uh, Alex Davenport. Uh, Alex Davenport, he was here for our first year of comedy when we first started. And he, so he was in LA for like seven years. It was comic the whole time there. And then he moved to, uh, after he stayed in Idaho for like eight months and then went to New York. He's been in New York for the last couple of years. Oh, shit. Um, so he, so he's like really good. Yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> uh, so we, 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 he, 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 uh, decides that his high school reunion's coming up. And that he wants to do a show. So, um, can I say something? Really quick? Oh yeah. My goal in life oh. is to be famous enough and good enough at comedy that they ask me to come back from my high school reunion and perform, and I can look them in the eye and say no. <laughs> oh. That is my one goal. Is because I just I want to show everybody in high school that they are all like most of them, not all of them, are fucking assholes. Especially oh. the person, the girl who like was our fucking class president was like yeah. a huge fucking dick. They always are. Yeah. They always are. Like I, I blatantly saw her cheat on a bunch of stuff and like be mean to people and like call people names. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. No, but no, I, I just want, that. I want her to reach out to me and be like, Hey, you're a big time comedian. Yeah. And like, want to come back for your 10 year high school reunion. And like, like, you know, show off and i can look her dead in the eyes and be like fuck you (laughs) no i'm never coming back but thanks for the offer that is that is i think a a big thing with people like us where where we leave high school we leave where we came from too because we want to we aspire to be this big thing Mm -hmm. um i was the same way i used to always say because this is back in early 2000s and i remember i used to always say uh, my friends back. Like, you want to come back for the high school reunion i'm like you know what by the time the high school reunion comes around i'm I'm. I'm not even gonna be have time to make it. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have to do a video. <laughs> yeah. And they're gonna have hey to play guys. the video. Hey guys. Yeah. And you could remember be like, me. Yeah. Hey guys. A uh, big shout out to you guys in um. Where is it again? Yeah. Where? Oh, it's it's Laverne. Okay. But, hey, Benita High School. I know I went there, but it was so long ago. Hey, Benita. <laughs> Just like pretending like you don't even give a fuck. Yeah, like what, it's like what, a pre-recorded it thing on your. That's jet. where I grew up. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit, oh, Benita. Huh. Wait, okay, so it's Boise. <laughs> Boise, right? Okay. Oh, okay, right. Hi, Boise. Hey, boys. It's been a long time. Did I, I don't even know if I went with to school with you guys, but they said I did. Who so. are you again? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't even keep in contact with m- most people that. I went to high school with. Yeah. Um, a lot of them, I would be like, oh, I can like happy to re- get in contact with them again. But like, maybe like three I've talked to within the last yeah. year. <laughs> Do you have friends that you grew up with, like that you would still talk to? Maybe. Yeah, like my cousins, kind of. Yeah. Um, they uh, they aren't really my cousins, cousins per se. I have but those like, too. Yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. family still, yeah. and so I still talk to them a lot. Um. Uh, close with my brother and sister too. So, That's cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's it's hard. I, I gr- growing up, I used to always want to keep. We had this group of friends in junior high and high school. 
uh, the five of us, and we I always wanted to keep us together. And when I moved away, because I, as soon as I graduated high school, I I was seventeen. I didn't turn eighteen till August. Mm-hmm. My mom wouldn't. I wanted to leave. I wanted to go right then and there. Yeah. And she wouldn't let me move. Oh, sorry, I keep hitting the I'm mic. Sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and she and uh, she wouldn't let me move until I turned eighteen. So I turned eighteen in August, and I left. And um, uh, oh yeah, uh. And I wanted to keep everyone like hanging out together. Like so, we would talk over the phone. We used to have phone cards, and we'd like talk over the phone and stuff. That's so cute. Yeah, and 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 they, and I'd be like, hey, so what are you guys doing tonight? And like, oh, I don't know. I've really seen them in a couple of weeks. And I'd be like, what the fuck, dude? What do you mean you haven't seen them in a couple of weeks? All we do is hang out together. Yeah. And 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 then throughout time, and it's funny because I ended up being the one first that was like became the distant one. It was really weird. Mm-hmm. Like, but life is just a weird fucking thing. Yeah, you're gonna have so many people come in and out of your mm-hmm. life. And like, I remember in high school, I was like genuinely sad because I was convinced for some reason that everybody in the high school that I knew was like everyone I was gonna know forever. And I was me like, too. and a lot of these people don't like me, don't know me. I'm scared of them. Like, I was very socially anxious. Yeah. I was like depressed as a kid. You know, I was yeah, just like. Yeah had bullies and just like not people weren't nice and i was like is this how the world is and then so when i finally left and i finally got those like because i also didn't really have that group of friends gotcha um not even the band or anything huh not even friends from the band so the band was kind of composed of like people who were um all over the place like um there was like i was the i was the second youngest in the band okay Um, because like everybody else was just kind of like you know this like you know, a 40-something-year-old dad who had a Rickenbacker who likes to play guitar and wants to be in a band. Two of those, kind of, and then another guy who was a little older than me, and then the drummer, and, like, just kind of, like, a mishmash. They were nice. They were cool, but I was also still really scared. So all I I did was kind of sing and then be like, bye. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I always, like, envied people who could just be charming and stuff like that, and, like, it was just... I couldn't look people in the eye. It was really bad for a while. Um, But then, you know, you get... We have better and like, yeah. uh, comedy helps. Com- comedy definitely helps. And it's like, I, I mean, I, yeah, I went to college, finally got, you know, a sense of myself and messed up and embarrassed mm. myself and then re reestablished myself. And now I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, even from like a year ago, I'm like, I mean, bartending also really helps because <laughs> yeah. I have to be like super charming and personable, but I also know how to turn it off and like, I'm not afraid of people anymore. Yeah. It's almost like you don't turn it off. You turn that on now. Yes, I've right. realized I am an introvert and I need like time alone. And even from Casey, sometimes I'm like, I just need to be yeah. alone yeah. with my thoughts and like not talk to anybody. Yeah. For, like, and so it's, um, uh, yeah, like that's why bartending is hard because like if I do it kind of back to back to back and then I'm just, at the end of the week, uh, I'm just like irritable and grumpy a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, I just need to recharge. <laughs> I get you. I get you. Yeah. Uh, yeah being an introvert and I'm, I'm not an introvert. Um, but I, I, I mean, I grew up with all my, a lot of my friends were introverts, mm-hmm. you know, um, Angie's an introvert, like hella, you know? Um, and, and it's, it's been, it's interesting because uh, I don't know, like you guys have almost taught me that I have introvert type of capabilities. Like I, it's a spectrum for sure. Yeah. Not a spectrum, I guess, but like, it's like a, it's like a, um, a dial, really. I don't mm. know. It's it's like a. I just think everyone's kind of a. a I, I I picture everyone as a battery, okay. essentially, and you get your charge and you get your like fulfillment and like ever like power from different things. Yeah. A lot of introverts like me, I get it from just spending time like doing essentially nothing or like just being by myself and like doing art or like yeah. not talking to people. I also sometimes get it from talking to people. Yeah. 
I get it a lot from drinking coffee. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but, and then some other people get their energy from talking to people and being at parties and like being around a lot of people yeah. and they get drained when they're by themselves. So it's like, it's just a different, different thing. And you can like switch it up. And like, sometimes you get a lot of energy as an extrovert being by yourself and working on stuff. And, yeah. Um, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. I, I like the battery analogy. Thank you. Cause that's, cause that's so, cause you know what? Um, as an extrovert, when I'm like in a party, like we were around a bunch of people, I get charged up. Mm-hmm. Like I get like, I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, it's time to fucking go. Let's <laughs> fucking have some fun, you know? I and to like, see you at a party and just like get everyone like dancing. <laughs> oh man. In my, in my party days, oh. I, I, I am like, uh, it's, I, I've always been a huge Burt Kreischer fan and, uh, <laughs> I've always, I don't know. It's just, I, I, <laughs> That came I, out of left field. I my connect dude. with that dude, like energy wise, like yeah. you would. But I don't see. I don't drink anymore. But when mm-hmm. I when I was a drinker, mm-hmm. like if I showed up, I wanted to make sure that I mean I would I would like put my knees on the bar stools and I'd be like, okay, listen up. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I I, I love that shit. And it, yeah, so around a bunch of people and I'm feeling good. Yeah. Oh man, I just get I get I get too much sometimes. Like you know. Yeah. But. I sometimes get like that, especially if it's like like on Monday nights or something with for the comedy thing, and it's like I've been working all day, and then all of my friends just all of a sudden show up because yeah. a lot of the people who go to that mic are my friends, and like so when I like have a a break or something, and I can just go hang out with people and not work, and it's it's just like that charges yeah. me up a lot, yeah, and I yeah. like that. Music but. charges me up too. See, I have been really bad about listening to music because I've been really into podcasts. So I've oh, been like yeah. listening to all these podcasts. I'm also very picky about podcasts. So Me too. If I don't yeah. get hooked on it like right away or if somebody doesn't like really recommend it that I stick it out until it gets good, I don't really listen to it. Yeah. So I'm running out and then I'm like, I should listen to music again. And I started again. And I've been That's listening to a lot of Whitney Houston. I don't know why, but like. She's great. She, that is my pump up song. Uh, I want to dance, dance with, with somebody. somebody. Fuck yeah. Is like what I do to get in the mood those songs my favorite okay and i i I do that one specifically yeah um those types of songs in the car by myself i can be with Ange, Mm -hmm. but like if i'm by myself and i'm like driving because i have to drive from here to boise to the mics or shows or whatever yeah that's a lot of driving i get so i'll put that shit on and when i get so pumped up that when the song is done with i literally in my car and i go woo. Because yeah, I'm so charged. That, that's it. Like, I, I will do that sometimes and it's it's bad. But, like, when I'm heading home for... Because I did that. I traveled from, like, Caldwell to Boise to do comedy all the time. Yeah. So, I'd be going back from to, to Caldwell from Boise at, like, 1 a.m. Oh, yeah. And so, it's a long drive. And I would just, like, listen to music all the time back then and just, like freaking sing and like have the oh, windows rolled down and everything great. and one time i realized i was going like 10 over the speed limit i was like going like 75 ish and i was like oh frick because i was just singing so loud and like freaking into it that oh. i was like whoa bump the brakes there <laughs> Catherine. you're gonna <laughs> die going. yeah but it also just makes it go by quicker like it really um, does well it, it, what i had to get over with over it was um and i i've been really good with like i got my new diet and stuff my new mm-hmm. regiment stuff and i've been losing weight but like for a while um my favorite thing in the entire world was i drive home from a mic or from a show and i i would romanticize about excuse me <laughs> I romanticize about the, what food i was gonna go get Mm-hmm. and eat it on the way home as I listen to this podcast to be inspired because I listen to you. you know what I mean like I'm like oh this is it, it, it just I love it yeah. um, and then I had to get out of that too because it was bad, it's bad for you and uh, yeah. um, and now I'm back into music at night too but yeah yeah uh, I like um, 
I've been listening to it. I love this one podcast called Adventure Zone. It's a D&D podcast. Okay. The McElroy brothers do it with their dad. Um, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Cody told me about it. He also told me about, about my brother, my brother, and me. But I started listening to the Adventure Zone first. And this is, like, my third time watching it, listening to it again. So I'm on, the, like, the they do arcs in, like, the campaign. Okay. And so I'm on the second arc. And I'm just, like, smiling so giddily because I'm just listening to it. And That's I'm like, funny. it's just so funny. And it's it's really good. Um, What's it? One more time. What's it called? Adventure. The Adventure Zone. Yeah. Okay. Because Angie listens to D and D podcasts, so I it's wonder so if good. that's what she. It's very to. story heavy. I will say that's okay. like the one complaint I've gotten from people that it's like very narrative. Um, yeah. But it's so good. Like the ending's really good. I like cry during it. It's, yeah. The character. So like I'm a I'm a writer and I'm a storyteller. Like I like Respect. stories. So when there's like a really good story and it's told in like a really cool way. Also, I get like the more that I listen to it, the more I'm like, because now I know what happens, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they just made that up, and then. The DM like freaking turned it into like the biggest twist of the light of the century, oh, and like man. it's just so cool and it's it's just so well written and well done and it like it inspires me to do all kinds of stuff and like I you mentioned uh, you like storytelling and that's that's my my jam too. Yeah. Um. Uh. And you do do stories. When when do you did you did you kind of realize that that's what you like to do? Um. Kind of when I had to pick my major in in college. Okay. So like. I got into College of Idaho, and they were like, what would you like to major in? And um, I was like, I don't know. I was going to be an artist, because I like to draw and paint and stuff, and I was like a very artsy kid in high school. I was actually voted most creative in in high school. Oh, look at that. Uh, And I like won art competitions and stuff, and I like, I just, I love doing it. Um, But someone said something to me one time where it basically made me like scared to do art like to major in art because it was they basically said it is going to be super hard for you to get make any money doing that and i got nervous about it so i was like what can i do to make money is be a writer (laughs) and so like art comes super easily to me but writing doesn't so i was just like i guess i want to challenge myself and i want to be a writer i love to read i love to do like stuff like that i've always been told i have good writing so uh, i'll be a writer it was always very good at uh, like literature and stuff okay and then um I guess uh, uh, I kind of had to find what I liked about writing and what I liked about when I was reading stuff. And it was just the story is like my favorite thing in the whole. My grandpa was a really good storyteller. My dad's a great storyteller. It's just like something that um, I did when I was like little that I didn't know I was doing. Yeah. Uh, I like a good story. That's awesome. No, yeah. I, my dad was a good storyteller too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, I think I think it's uh, a good joke is great, but. Um, I I feel like just relating to a story is so. I I love the challenge of like getting the audience to come on a journey with you. That's basically an inside joke, and then by the end of the story, they get that inside joke. Oh, that's so beautiful. It's yeah. just ugh. no. And like a good story, like I listen to the Moth Radio Hour a lot too. Okay, so I've uh, heard of that. Uh, oh, the Moth. No. Have you heard of Story Story Night here in Boise? Yeah. Okay, it's kind of like that. Okay. Same thing, okay. basically. Um, love the Moth Radio, but like, so my friend Brianna, um, who's in BFP right now, uh, she showed me it, and she also showed me a couple other podcasts because, like, she said that she'd listen to the Moth, and it's a lot of sometimes sad stories. Like one that really stuck with me was this guy who got jumped by a couple teens who were trying to get initiated into a gang, mm. and they like stabbed him so many times that he shouldn't. He was like, he shouldn't have lived, or oh, like, shit. he. It was incredible that he lived. He was in surgery for hours and then like he testified against them and then he almost died again because he was still getting like he still had like stitches and everything 
and then he got into a car accident but he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. oh my god and um so he was like flown through the the like uh, uh and it was he was with his uh sister and his brother because huh. they were driving somewhere because they were like the reason they crashed was because his brother was like i can't believe we almost lost you he's like i don't know what i would have done he's like i can't believe you're still here and then he was like crying and looking at him and they didn't see that his sister was oh driving the car stopped God. but he said that if he actually the doctor said that if he wore his seatbelt, it would have ruptured all of the stitches and he would have bled out Holy so it was like a good shit. thing so he like went through all of this within the span of a couple months and then he's testifying and he's like i'm crying <laughs> like i was i was watching listening to this at the gym and i was on wow. the stair climber and i just like stopped and i was just like like dead eye yeah. <laughs> just like listening to the ending of the story Holy shit. and it's like so good and he's got so much like passion and like like almost wow. just like like life in his voice and then he he talks about like how he wanted to like basically murder these teens like because they were supposed to kill him to get initiated into this yeah. thing they were caught they were um uh, on trial they were found guilty but he was talking to them and he's like um you gave me another light uh, shot at life and he's like and i don't want to take yours away so he's like here's your second shot and he had to like swallow that to know that these kids were just kids and they're just on the street and that was one of the only way like oh, oh wow, i just like started bawling yeah. yeah and so my brianna showed me that one because like that one kind of gets intense and sad yeah. and then she showed me another one where you could like it's called um analyzing fish okay uh which is really really funny a uh, scott ackerman and harris whittles harris whittles is a huge fish fan p-h-i-s-h yeah. Oh, yeah. and uh scott ackerman isn't and so the whole podcast it's uh harris whittles trying to get scott ackerman to like the big i've fish. heard i've people have told me about that before it is amazing it's really funny so i think montana told me about that i told montana oh, that's so funny yeah because yeah, yeah. i was like oh scott ackerman harris whittles he's like you got me um Man. but so like i would alternate between those two because i would be like sad and then not and then like alternate between my D podcast and just all throughout that mix i oh, like stop man. listening to music and then now i'm like well what do i want to listen to music i don't all my playlists are old and i don't know yeah it's, like, it's hard i find like one really good song and i want to listen to all the songs that are like this one song but i can't find any more like that so i'm just like oh whatever come on pandora yeah <laughs> oh, pandora I, <laughs> I have spotify premium which is bad but whatever uh, see I, I i i i never had spotify um, and I have I have Apple Apple phones. I don't have Apple Music. I think I'm such an old school person when it comes to owning my material. I have um, CDs that I play in my car. Or my content. I shouldn't say my material. Ooh. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it, I like um, I like owning the like actual like D, CD too. Mm-hmm. Also, because my favorite thing to do, like in high school, what I would do is I would make playlists for people as birthday gifts. Oh, that's my favorite. And then I would draw the like little uh like card and mm-hmm. then put the like playlist on the back of the card and write them a nice little card. Like that's yeah. what I did yeah. for gifts and stuff. So I loved like making music. I also oh oh I totally forgot about this. I um in high school we wrote letters to ourselves like for when we graduated college. Oh, so like five years in the future, essentially, we wrote it in the beginning of the year, our senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. And then um, we mail the teacher like mails out all of these packages, essentially, or letters um, every year to people <laughs> who wrote them five years ago. And I got mine and then I didn't listen to it or like read it or anything. And then I um, when I moved with Casey, I found it again and I like started listening to all these songs. They're like, this is the songs that you like right now. And it was like a three D like a three C D set. Oh, and I was like crazy. I was like reading my letter and crying. Oh, <laughs> it's just that's like so cool. Oh, it was so it's just like a really good like a, a gift, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, uh, unex- unexpected gift, too. Yeah, because you know? I was like, I'm never going to forget about this. So that I forgot. And then it came and then I didn't open it. Yeah. And then it came and then I opened it again like two years later. 
So it was really nice. That's fun. No, when my, my dad moved out of the house I, I, I grew up in a few mm-hmm. years back, and I was taking stuff out of my old room. I'm terrified of that. <laughs> when that oh, happens, I'm, like, terrified of that. It is weird. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you, I still have not driven down the street. Oh. I don't even want to see anybody else's cars in that driveway. Yeah. I... And, I, and, and, and that is a part of me that is still hanging on for sure, and I know that. I know mm-hmm. that. But it's not enough that it ruins my day or my life, but mm-hmm. I still don't want to go... Like, I just you don't, don't want to face it. I just it. don't even want to do yeah. that. Yeah. It's not important to me to face it. That's what mm-hmm. it is. It's not important to me to face it. I yeah, don't need... That's like kind of watching... That's like knowing... A, uh, uh, like having a movie that's magical to you when you were a kid, and you don't mm. want to watch it again now because you know it'll ruin the magic. Thank so you. So you're just never going to like face it. Because yep. it's not important to you to face it. It's not hurting anybody. It's exactly. not going to ruin it. It's just going to ruin something that you're like, I'd rather keep that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't want it to. I mean, the house you grew up in is, is can be tainted, anyways. But like, but like it it's already. <laughs> well, wait, how? <laughs> well, you know, shit happens. Uh, uh, what? No. <laughs> I'm so confused. I don't know what you. What are you? I don't know. No, every every family has issues, and you and you oh, have bad okay, memories yeah. in a house. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that happens. I thought it was like a fire. I was like, what? who's setting your childhood homes on well, fire? Well, I was, I was six and the house just went down. No, and we rebuilt. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Was this such a, I don't know what to believe That's anymore. so funny. No, I'm just fucking with you. Oh no, my gosh. I, um, I can't, I can't trust. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. I, see, now I'm global. Um, I, uh, uh. But no, like, like, so, you know, uh, there's always these, you have good memories, bad memories, mm-hmm. whatever, all that stuff. But to see somebody else live there that's like no, no 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 i'll keep the good and the bad i don't want to know that these other people like that's yeah it's wash like, their face in the sink that i used to fucking like use my barney dinosaur toothbrush in mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah, like that's yeah. weird shit to me yeah like it like pains me if like somebody were to paint over the like shitty job that i did in my bedroom because it's like macaroni yellow right now yeah. before that it was like lime green it was too much. And I don't know why, like, like 12-year-old me was like, this is a great idea. That's awesome. And then, like, it was bad. And then, so, like, it took, like, three coats of primer to finally get this one thing. But there's a little area that's still, like, lime green mm-hmm. and terribly painted over macaroni yellow. And uh, it's, like, my favorite little spot. And, like, to ha- to think that somebody would come in and just, like, paint over it with, like, willy-nilly and then start living in my room. Oh, yeah. And oh, just, like, just, like, it, it scare. it's just, like, it's, it's almost territorial. I don't know. You grew up there, right? Yeah. 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 I yeah. I spent, from the time I was born until I graduated high school, I, I grew up in that house, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's nice to just keep those, keep those memories there. And if so, because obviously I know that not just, no, like, it's not that no one's going to live there, yeah. but that's not even, uh, it doesn't exist anymore to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's for somebody else to have their time in it to where later on in their life they can be like i can't imagine not living here that's mm-hmm. for them now yeah you know so but uh but yeah i uh it's just weird it is weird when your parents move away Ugh. yeah it's 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 yeah. it gets easier and easier as you get older but it's still weird yeah <laughs> We never finished your terrible high school reunion show story. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I totally forgot about that. You, you, the guy, he's from New York and stuff. Oh yeah, okay. (laughs) So sorry. I just realized. I was like, wait, whatever happened? No, I forgot. No, I'm glad you remembered. I think I just interrupted you and I went on a tangent. Look, we 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 said at the beginning we are talkers, and this is gonna go. This is gonna go this way and that way. We might get back to what we were saying before, Uh but just enjoy the ride. And uh, yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy it, bitches. Very aggressive, like, enjoy the show, okay? Enjoy this, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
or I'll punch you. I don't know. I'm bad at intimidation sometimes. <laughs> Just do it. Uh, I'm a good slapper. <laughs> I almost did a spit take. I gotta get this video going. Uh, <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. So I'll get, I'll get to the story, but here's my here's my my plan for the case. So I want eventually this will be audio for whatever, but I also want to have a GoPro over here and I'll make it like a video. Uh huh. And what I want to do is I want to start picking everybody up for the podcast. I, it's whatever because I live all the way in Nampa, but I want to pick you up. And I want to have a camera in the car, and we're gonna jam out to like an awesome song in the car, Cute, yeah. And that'll be like the beginning, and yeah. then you know, because that'll be like a YouTube thing. But anyways, that's my speaking of that. I don't know what made me think of that. Uh, okay. I almost did a spit taken. It would have oh, been great for camera. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Um, okay, so we are in Idaho Falls. Yes. Uh, reeking, Comedy capital of the world. Reeking of of dead rat. Oh my god. Okay. Like we walked in, they're like, "What is that rat?" I'm like, yeah. yeah, sorry, um, sorry, taper. <laughs> so fucked up. Um, so we get in this place. We'll send him flowers. Yeah, y'all send him a rat. Uh, <laughs> a new one. Here's a new place. Here's man. a new one. <laughs> Be careful, he's a rat. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So we shoved Idaho Falls. Okay. And. Uh, uh, it was this bar, just a regular bar, um, not very big, probably 45 people in there and nobody cared. Like they all bought tickets to come like $5 a head. Nobody, it was, they were all drunk from their reunion. Oof. They were all. Oh, so this wasn't the actual reunion. It no. was like an after it show. It was an after show. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is after everyone's been drinking all day and the, oh my God. So we get there at like 830. And, and and Alex is like, what the fuck? And we're like, did you know the dead rat? And <laughs> and uh, so we do this show, and uh, Taper goes up, uh, no one cares. Okay. Victor goes up, nobody cares. I go, nobody cares. Nobody ever, nobody cares when anybody goes up. So what you have to do is, if you want to do jokes, you're just gonna have to understand that 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 it, you're doing it in front of nobody. Yeah, sometimes you're just, like, rehearsing it. Yeah, that's exactly right. As soon as you just, like, are like, whatever, I don't care, then it becomes fun for you because if you're like, there's no way that they're going to have fun or like me, so then you just got to make I'll, it for I'll you. Have fun, yeah. And yeah. I actually end up liking a lot of those shows more. <laughs> me too. Yeah. That was, and that's kind of the arc of the story, I think, where I'm... Because where, where then get, you have a cool story about it. Too. Yeah, yeah. And I... <laughs> I remember I was uh, so I get because I was the third one up and I, I was watching Victor and I watched Tabor and I was like yeah. holy moly and it's not them it, it was just it was awful mm-hmm. it was just a, a bad show and uh, <clears throat> so I walk up and I'm just walking out to the crowd and I'm like talking to everybody at their tables mm-hmm. and it's the only way I can get their attention and yeah. I did I maybe did two bits in. I did like 18 and a half minutes, I think is what I... See, that's incredible. That's like what... That, that's that muscle. Yep. That, that's like the... I mean, when I see people like Sophie and Sam Talent, yeah. like his whole thing one time was... I saw him do 45 minutes and maybe he did two of his like joke jokes. Damn, Because good. he was just walking around talking to people. Yeah. And that's what Sophie does too. And that's what like Emma does. It's just... It's amazing. And it's just like... That's what... That's what I'm like working towards. That's, I feel that. That's that's that like, muscle. Raw, no matter how much raw talent you have, that you have to learn and practice doing that. Because mm-hmm. you know, it's it's yeah, it's easy for people who want to come to comedy. It's easier to get them to like you when you're likable. Mm-hmm. But 
if you when you go and and I, I, we keep saying nobody cares, that's a whole nother workout routine. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like somebody who lifts weights their entire life, and then someone's like, "Hey, I want you to do sprints," and they're like, "I've never ran before," mm-hmm. and you're yeah. like, "You know, cardio? What? Ca- what's cardio? <laughs> I just eat and lift." Yeah, and 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 I yeah, so that was that was a rough fucking show. I mm. remember the dude afterwards. He came up. This dude came up to me afterwards, and he's like, "Hey, man, uh, good job." <laughs> Uh, you were pretty vulgar, uh, but I guess you had to be. And I remember I, I, I looked over at Tabor and I go, did I swear a lot? And he's like, yeah, you kind of did. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. But I don't, when you're in the moment, you don't remember what you said. Yeah. Like half the time. Like if you're yeah. really in it and, and, and at least me, I, I don't remember half of what I said. Like, no, you kind of hit that like nice little blackout moment mm-hmm. and you're, and then you get off stage and you're like, I did good, but what did I say? Well, I have no clue what I said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I find that more and more because it's like uh, Montana will ask me sometimes, he's like, how do you think, how do you, how'd you do? And I go, well, I don't remember half of it. Mm-hmm. So I think I did okay. Yeah. You know, and I, I did a show at Craft Brewers a couple weeks ago and I missed like punchlines to shit and this and that, but it didn't matter. Because mm-hmm. they didn't know, and it was great. Yeah. But I was like, wow, okay, that means I, I was in the moment, because I totally forgot about stuff. I like that, too, yeah. And that's what I like about old jokes that I know are good already, and if I, like, don't review them for a while, and I'm like, I haven't done that joke in a while, mm-hmm. then I can just, like, have fun with it on stage. I have fun with the idea of it. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, it's so much fun. I love fun. doing that, yeah. It's so much fun. It's I did like... that at the, the drug show. Mm. Yeah, it was really that fun. Was, oh, that was an amazing... That's probably the best show I've ever done, I'm going to be honest. Put on shows is... is we have to be our own producer, our own... We have to be our own creator of everything. You yeah, know? And, and that's what I re- I like really really like it when people run their own shows and like do it you know monthly or whatever and mics and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's tough. <laughs> like it is tough. sometimes though, I do get in a mood where I'm like I want to run a big show and like I've been having this idea to um, do a benefit show for a, uh, the Boise Bully Breed Rescue, mm-hmm. which is where I got my dogs. Oh. And we work with them at the brewery every now and again. And they're so sweet and they're so good. And uh, they just built their own um, dog facility in, um, I think it's Meridian. Okay. Uh, so they actually have like a, now- a facility with kennels and everything like that and like a little yard. Um, and uh, everything is completely nonprofit and they have volunteers oh, and like cool. good dogs over there. And I want to do a, Let's do a show. benefit show for them. Yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. Because I don't need to get paid. Like, no, make money for those dogs. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm I don't yeah. know if they still haven't gotten one yet, but before when they had just built it, they were like, we want to get a sound system so we can play the dog's music. And I was like, yeah. that is the cutest thing I've ever heard. <sighs> and I will definitely help you raise That's money for it. That's the best. That's <laughs> so I was, the best. Yeah, I want to do something like that. That would be sweet. Mm-hmm. That'd be really cute. Yeah. Yeah, I would totally do something like that. Like, like myself too, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like that's that's a great cause. That's mm-hmm. um, um. You know, what I want to ask you because I know we're getting to about an hour and forty minutes. Okay. Um. Wow. Right. Right. Not crazy. I know. I love um, it. Me too. Me too. This is great. Um. I want to know. So. Actually, I have two questions for you. Yeah. Um. Why'd you start stand up? Okay. Okay. I have two answers. Good. Okay. I love so. It. Um, okay, kind of a long-winded t- two answers. Look, I said we're an hour 40. We can go to 2.30. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, get, yeah, he kept me with it. I okay, like it. sweet. Okay, so I, um, my dad was, like, super into stand-up as well when we were, uh, when I was, like, growing up. And he traveled a lot for work when I was growing up, so he would sometimes bring back, like, comedy records and stuff. Um, a lot of, like, uh... 
um, Steve Martin. Um, he would also show me like George Carlin and like I would um, uh, pretend I couldn't sleep on Saturday nights just to watch Saturday Night Live oh, yeah. and stuff and like whose line is it anyway and everything. And so my my parent, my dad specifically, and my mom too were like very into letting me um, cultivate this like calm humor thing. Um, and then one day when I was really little, I think I was like 12, we were watching Enter the Dragon and I was like, for some reason just was like i'm gonna be a stand-up comedian when i get older because it was just like in my head that i was like i can do this i'm funny whatever um and so the whole movie i was just trying to make quips and like witty repartee for the movie and like like a comment commentary yeah and uh it was me and my brother (laughs) and my dad and they did not like any of it (laughs) and i was like oh i'm not funny i'm never gonna be a stand-up comedian and that thought carried with me forever Mm. like basically until college and when i was like the one piece of advice my dad gave me when i went to college was like follow your fear because you're like that's that's the thing that's gonna take you places that gave me chills Uh uh-huh so like he he told me that i went to an improv comedy show uh, where they did completely improvised stuff in a basement of the, um, like, student union building. Yeah. Where they, like, went around and, like, collected all the cushions on the communal couches and chairs. And then they put them in this tiny, like, black box basement. Damn. And uh, have, like, a couple lights and they fucking just are, you know, messing around up there. And I was like, that is what scares me. But mm. I want to do it. Yeah. And so I decided I was going to join it. Um, I, me and Haley Lenhart joined it the, our uh, senior year. Um, just w- did it all four years-ish. I kind of didn't do it my senior year because I was really freaking into graduating on time. Right, <laughs> I needed right. to pay attention. But then, like, yeah, my junior year, uh, a couple girlfriends and I were just like, um, what if we try stand-up? And I was like, I've always wanted to try but I don't think I'm ever going to be good at it. I can do, I can make people laugh on, on the improv stage. Like I'm pretty good at that, but you know, and, um, I don't know if standup is going to be good. Yeah. So I was just really scared of it. And then, um, when we were doing it, one of the girl, I was like telling them a joke and they were like, uh, we, this sounds like it's you. I don't know. They were, they just kind of made a comment where it's like, maybe we found your like thing. And so, um, it was like my favorite thing in the whole wide world. I got up my first laugh. I, it hit me and I was like, never going to be able to do anything ever again yeah <laughs> and oh, so i good. uh uh was super proud of myself i was like cool i can do it i'm gonna do it hmm. uh did bfp uh stopped for uh, six months because i i went i didn't have like summers anymore i couldn't really do open mics and hmm. um i also started dating a dude and like uh he was just not great he would just like discourage me from doing stuff uh. um i did it a couple more times at the college like somebody was just like hey what if you did a little stand-up show for the dorm and i was like cool and i did that and like it was really really fun um and then uh after college me and that dude moved in with each other into boise uh he turned out to be a terrible person and a like just an awful human being who was like manipulative and um you know just like not cool and like basically abusive and like wouldn't let me live my life and uh, he bro- broke up with me one day. He just like stopped talking to me and then broke up with me. Um, and yeah, he's a total piece of shit. Yeah, and yeah. He, what a strong person. Yeah, and so then I was like scared to live by myself because this is gonna be the first. I was like, wow, I don't know if I can do this on my own. I don't know if I can have this apartment on my own. Uh, I got the job at Mad Swede, which was paying like way better than my other job. Yeah. So I could I could afford the apartment on my own, and that was really empowering for me. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was like, I need to do more on my own. And uh, this guy 
completely broke me down as a person, basically, throughout the relationship. He just, like, I, I say it like this. Like, I say that I was living in my bed for so long, and then my bed broke up with me, and now I have to learn to, like, walk and run again. Mm. And so it was uh, it was that. And um, yeah. uh, so he, uh, we lived together. I took the apartment because, one, he wasn't even paying rent. Yeah. Like, he paid maybe uh, $200 in total of, like, us living there the entire time. What a great guy. Terrible. <laughs> Is a horrible human being. Oh, man. Uh, dumpster crazy. fire, but that's offensive to dumpster fires. And he, Whoa. like, like seriously, he was not, he's not a good yeah. person. But he, um, it took me forever to realize that. And, yeah. uh, it was, like, very lonely, and he made me, like, depend on him. Well, I thought depend on him. When, in reality, he depended on me, because I was yeah. paying for everything for him. Um, oh. So, I, uh he like wouldn't give me back his key and he kept coming over and it was really terrible situation. So I, um, left. I just got an apartment and didn't like just left. Got my solo, beautiful apartment downtown, my dream apartment. I was like, it's more expensive, but I can afford it and I'm going to do it. And so I, I moved in there, cut him out of my life. Like, blocked him get out of here don't ever talk to me ever yep. again shut that door and then i started going to open mics again and i started doing comedy and i had a really hard time getting back into it but it was like uh-huh. i was finally taking back something Your from shit. me yeah. yeah and it made me stronger and it made me help get over it and like um made me like my own human again it's empowering. like it was yeah it was basically that it was just that like and it was also the year where I started asking for help too. Like I w- got into therapy. I got a personal trainer. I oh, therapy is like, the fucking best. It's the it? fucking best. It's I love it. It's the fucking best. Yeah, yeah. I like called my parents more. I talked yeah. to my friends more. I was honest with myself, like where I was and like emotionally and stuff. And if I needed help, I'd call somebody and be like, "I need a hug. I need uh, your huh. advice." And and uh, and then I would also know when to like rely on me, where I'm like, I have to do my own thing. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so, like, I, there was a couple times this past year, twice majorly, where I was thinking about quitting comedy. Oh. Um, just because it, it's, it's, it's really hard. Like, I, on a joking like, yeah. level, I want to quit comedy about basically twice a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, that thought always enters my brain, and I'm like, well, what am I fucking going to do? I can't quit comedy. It's, yeah. like, my life. Yeah. Um, and uh, there that's was, like. That's how you like, know you're stuck. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's exactly what happened was, like. I quit comedy and I told Casey and I was like, I'm not going to do it anymore. You can do it. I will support you, whatever. And he's like, okay, that's what he said. He's like, okay. (laughs) And I was like, are you, he's like, I'm supporting you in this decision. If that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. And he just was basically like, good luck. (laughs) So uh, Thursday rolled around and usually I go to work and then I go to that open mic, my favorite open mic, late Thursday night ones. Uh, I told him not to sign me up and then I show up anyway. (laughs) And then, Sophie was there, and I, um, she was like, like three drink Sophie, which is oh, honest Sophie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> she told me that too. She's like, I have, I've had the perfect amount of drinks. So she's like, I don't care what I say. I'm gonna say the truth. Blah blah blah. And I was like, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> and I yeah. like sequestered. I was like, I you need get to talk your to questions. you. Like I have questions. Yeah. Then. And she oh. was like, what's up? And I was like, should I cook comedy? And she just laid it out. She's like, no, no. Like you, you have it. It's gonna yeah. be hard. You just need to work on it. And yeah. it's, it's not like just do it. And I was like, okay. And then um, talked to a couple other people about it. They said the same thing. Because uh, I was really worried that I was just another white girl talking about how bad her dates are. Or something like that. And, you know, oh, yeah. it's... Well, there's so many of us. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy is a classic white girl a talking classic. about how bad his Tinder dates are. I know um, everyone's getting tired of my Tinder dates. Oh, thing. really? Going back to, like, uh, the first thing, it was, uh, <laughs> like, lying to people. Yeah. I lied on Tinder. Because I've had Tinder twice. Uh, and the first time I had it, I basically just lied to people all the time. <laughs> it was 
was just, they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm an astronaut. I don't know. <laughs> and then the second time I was just like, I'm going to say everything that comes into my head. So like, I would just literally say anything and everything that came into my head. Oh, that shit. I was like, That's the best. it was really fun. And oh. I lied a lot. And it was, it was grand. Um, oh. anyway, I, uh, um, talked to them and then, uh, like, like proceeded to get kind of drunk that night. And I was like talking to Casey and I was like, uh, um, just basically talking down, not not deciding one way or the other, and he just told me to stop being stupid, and he was oh, like, uh, a good man. It is, yeah, it was great. It was like the perfect timing for him to like lay it out for me too, and just be like, um, yeah. what are you gonna do? Like this is your life. This is mm-hmm. who you are, and uh, it's gonna be hard, and I can't do anything for that. But like you know, it's it's gonna. Mm. You just have to keep doing it. God, the process is brutal. Yeah, and I, yeah. then uh, I wrote in my comedy notes in my journal, and I just said, "Comedy saved you." Remember that because it did. It did twice, and it um, has mm. continued to. And uh, that's why I started doing stand-up comedy, and that's why I came back. Was because it did. It did save me. I think it saves all of us. Mm-hmm. All, in like a weird way. All of us who who let it let it. Yeah, because I've seen a lot of people who like have this idea of what comedy is and what they're supposed to be on stage and everything and it's ingenuine and you can tell and I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 um a mask they, that 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 they put on. Mm-hmm. And this is anybody in that position. It's a mask they put on and until they really take that mask off, nothing's really going to really soak in for yeah. them. You I mean, know? it is scary, I give it that, but like yeah. it's it's doable. Um, it's also like, uh, and I've told this to many people uh, who think about like, because uh, I like talking about anything on stage. I think a lot of things can be talked yeah, about on stage. Yeah, me too. Um, so like, I, you know, I won't always do like weird things that happen to me at the grocery store. <laughs> I talk about the fact that I have like a benign brain tumor and like mm-hmm. make that funny. Um, I talk about really sad stuff that is like, I can twist and like my <laughs> New Year's Eve, New Year's Day this year was like, uh, like the second of January this year mm-hmm. was probably one of the worst days of my life. Like just got kept getting like bad news after bad news. Just like was crying all the time. Yeah. And then I like went to the gas station and I like cried because the dude who was ringing out the cigarettes for everybody at the counter was reminding me of my dad. And oh, I was just man. like, do you think he's happy? And like bawling in public. And then I went back to the club and I did three minutes about being like, my year's going great. I just cried at a gas station. Oh. <laughs> just like, and then, like, so that's what it is. And, um, because like comedy, even though it's supposed to be funny and humorous, is still an art form in which mm-hmm. you're supposed to like express yourself and do it genuinely to, yeah. to be good. Yep. In it as in any art firm. Like yeah. artists aren't going to be great unless they, you know, put their soul into it. Yeah, if it's all. if it's unique, it's because they they it's them, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and it, it it's 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 hard because you when you first start, at least this is how in my head how it went. When you first start, you, you have this idea of who you think you're supposed to be up there. Up there. Yeah, and it's never the actual person you actually are, and end up be be showing people on stage later yeah. on. Yeah, and so, sadly, some people never get over that. Yeah, they they constantly just are that person that they think they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. well, at some point, we have to like. At some point, you have to say something on stage that is so unique to you that it clicks in your head, like, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. that was me." Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, uh, I was listening to. Uh, I like Joe Diaz a lot too, and he was saying on his podcast, he was he was he said uh, he said he's a lot of people think that they 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 talk and they and then on stage and they're themselves, mm-hmm. and he goes he goes and then all of a sudden one day you're on stage and you're like, you I fucking hate joggers. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, and it's the funniest thing you've ever said. No one's ever laughed as hard because for some reason in that moment, it came out of you. And for and now you're going to tell people how you how much you really hate these fucking joggers. Yeah. And, and, and when that comes out, you get that click in your head and you're like, holy shit, that was a little bit, of, a little glimpse of myself right there. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, sometimes when I do nude, like, especially when I do my jokes the first time. Also, I love doing that because it makes me really scared because I'm like, I don't know if people are going to laugh at this. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, as if I've done something else, like, that I know people I've done and people are going to laugh at it or whatever. But like, um, I love those genuine jokes because you're still figuring it out on stage. Mm-hmm. And the first time I did actually my brain tumor material, it w- went super, super good. A, a, a thing I haven't been able to recreate because I don't think I've been that raw since, but like, it's, it's just super good to just like let it all out yep. on stage. Yep. I like it a lot. I've done it so many times. Like one time I was having some like family issues and I went to a mic just, this was years ago, but yeah, I went to a mic despite like wanting to die, <laughs> just like being super depressed. And like, I was at home by myself. It was, it was me kind of like, um, living alone and still figuring out how that was gonna work out and mm-hmm. um, uh, living alone is amazing by the way oh, <laughs> everyone so fears good. it living alone is amazing that's great um, <laughs> and uh, I went to the mic and I was like didn't want to go and then I was like I'm not gonna I do this all the time where I was like I'm not gonna go and I'm like well I'll go to expose myself to people and then I'll be like I'm not gonna go up there and so I was, it was like that and uh, Dylan Hunter made fun of me he was like oh you're not gonna go up like and I he didn't know that I was having such a hard time and I like looked up at him and just like had because I wear my heart on my sleeve too yeah, I loved yeah. it like I like I was ashamed of it as a kid but like now I like wearing my heart on my sleeve oh yeah and so I looked up at him and I'm very emotional and he felt that and then he got really sad he's like I'm so sorry <laughs> and then I was like sign me up <laughs> I was like you fucking idiot this is what you wanted and then he um, and we also went to the same college we were in the same improv group so we know each other yeah 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 yeah. he, he kind of like was exposed to stuff anyway uh, and then uh, <laughs> I love LJ but like I felt so bad that this was one of like <laughs> like when I was coming back like kind of one of our few more friend like we're definitely buds now so this is like one of our like first kind of friend uh, oh yeah. like we're definitely friends interactions where he just comes up to me he's like hey cat how are you and I like slowly turn to him and just go love is dead how are you <laughs> and he so the best thing back he kind of went oh it is certainly not <laughs> and it made me like I started like I did that thing where I was like and like I started cry laughing so I was like holding it I've done that to Montana too no not not Montana uh, LJ too many times where he's just like asked me how I'm doing and then I'm like like just like not great he just says it in a way that just pulls it right out of you yeah and he goes oh and he's like in a way where he's like, I didn't want to deal with this, but I will because I'm a good friend and good person. Oh, and I'm so like, thank good. you, Montana. Oh, no. Oh, I keep saying Montana. Montana does that too, though, where he like, yeah. you know, asks you a question. And even though he might not be like wanting or expecting a long answer, again, I'm a talker. Yeah. So I freaking talk to him and he's like, okay. Yeah, I guess I'm <laughs> in, in a way now. that's like, I listen to you, don't want to respond. And I'm like, nice. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> so man. I love LJ and Montana because, yeah. And then I went up on stage and I... I kept that energy where I was just like I've been having a really bad day love doesn't I did like a thing where like I stepped and then I went like with my arm and made a rainbow and I said love doesn't exist <laughs> and it was really funny because it was genuine I tried it to do it so again genuine. didn't work because I uh, wasn't in that mood so I'm not l- trying to be funny yeah I love doing that though and I tell that to people all the time like when you are having a bad day and you don't feel like going to a mic go to that mic mm. and let that out on stage because even if it doesn't go well you're gonna feel better yep Yep, and you might get something funny out yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you, the only thing that you're gonna do is maybe get something out of it. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's yeah. So no, I, I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, cat! <laughs> this has been great. I, we're like two hours in. Oh, sweet! Oh, wow! That's okay. a good. That's a great little podcast. It goes by so quickly. It I didn't really think it does. was. I didn't think it was like two hours. I was like, oh, we've been talking about it for like forty minutes. <laughs> Man, well, I definitely want to have you back. Okay. You know, it's funny. I had so I like I told you in the beginning. I had all these notes, even though it's not an oh, interview. Oh yeah, I'm kind of curious. Like, what else you wanted to talk to me about? <laughs> I have one that, that you mentioned, but we didn't talk about. It just says tumor. Oh, yeah. Okay, really quickly, I guess. I, I have a benign brain tumor with a pituitary gland that we found, like, when I was a sophomore in high in college. Um, uh, yeah, because, like, things were happening with my body that I was like, oh, this is normal because I'm, I'm in college and my body is changing, right? Second puberty. Second and then puberty. I told my mom and she's like, that is definitely fucking not normal. And oh. I was like, okay. Like, you know when people, like, something happens to them and they're like, I'm dying of cancer. I'm the exact opposite where something happens and I'm like, ah, it's second puberty. And so, or, like, it'll go away or whatever. And uh, so we went to the doctor and the doctor was like, um, mm, your hormones are super out of balance. So they took blood tests, blah, blah. Turns out benign brain tumor. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I'm good. I'm on medicine for it. Um, yeah. My, the, the worst thing that happens now is that like it really hurt my vision for a little bit, but yeah. I'm all caught up, whatever. Yeah. Um, I have bad vision anyway, so I don't have glasses yeah. one way or another. Um, and then uh, I, um, it's really funny. So I it does affect, since it's so hormonal, it affects like, my uh uh i'm a woman i have uh, uh ovaries why couldn't i yeah. think of, uh uterus that's what it's called <laughs> i have those things uh and it has affected me so much that they were like you you can't have kids essentially mm. um because it happens a lot uh with this kind of thing and gotcha. it's good didn't want them anyway yeah super yeah. cool hey you know some yeah. they're for some people they're not for some people yeah. um yeah. uh i'm gonna have a bunch of dogs well yeah. on my way you and, might, you uh, might be 40 and you're like you know what i'm gonna adopt <laughs> You know, and that's exactly what I was thinking too. Who like knows? I've always been that thing where it's like there's enough children in this world that I'm just gonna adopt a teenager that's who hates us. me and then we're gonna be best friends. Yeah. Um and the uh, the uh it's really funny because like one time we were at a mic and one girl was like uh, uh <laughs> she was like um because uh, Casey and I were running the mic together and then she yelled, please have babies together. <laughs> and I was like, Wait, who are you talking to? She's like, You and I was like, You want me to have kids? She's like, Yeah, and I was like, Can't I can't physically and everyone started laughing because she's like one of the only people who haven't she's she was in BFP and she like hadn't heard that joke of mine yet so oh, she didn't know that's awesome. it was the funniest she felt so bad but I thought it was the funniest thing ever well yeah because you're like whatever but yeah, like, like she's like oh my god is this a thing yeah I know it's oh that's hilarious nah, even then because I was like maybe I do want kids and then I every time I see a child I'm like nope <laughs> oh. there's some kids I like whatever but like most of them I'm like fuck I love kids um I do uh, they don't seem to like me. <laughs> like they, they, okay. So when I was 17, I worked at a daycare. Okay. Okay. Um, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like, uh, I just, I uh, know, but I, I, I genuinely love kids. Um, mm-hmm. something happened in my early twenties when babies think that I'm the scariest thing they've ever seen in their life. And see, Babies won't stop staring at me. And oh. I'm like, I feel like they just like are being like, you next. And I'm like, fuck you. God, get, so get away from me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love, I fucking love kids because they're so pure and amazing. And I love making them laugh. However, having them myself, um, I'm very selfish. That's and I don't exactly, think I'm yeah. ready for that yet. Mm-hmm. I, they always say you're never ready, but like, I'm not fucking ready. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And that's a good thing to realize. Like it, it, with the dog thing, like I mm-hmm. knew that I was like having this independence that I could sleep in all the time. I didn't have to worry about feeding another thing. And, um, it took, it took me a while to be like, I just want to keep being selfish. Yeah. Like yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. It might be two years from now and all of a sudden she's pregnant and it, it's fucking great. But mm-hmm. like, 
it's not a thing where we're like right now. Yeah. You know? Well, my parents had me when I they were like thirty six or mm. thirty, like mid thirties. Yeah. So that's um, what we are. Yeah. yeah, and that that was great because they knew who they were and they like knew what they wanted and it's it's much better than like absolutely getting married right out of fucking high school or college oh, and just starting just start pumping those things out mm-hmm. like grapes. I don't know, yeah, like grapes. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're popping them out like grapes. Yeah, you know, grapes get popped out. <laughs> popping all the them time. out like pimples. You know, perfect perfect analogy. <laughs> Another note, note I had uh, uh, is um, I'm trying to answer these like rapid. But I know, right, talker, right, right. So like... um, uh, what are what's what's one of your um, your 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 next goals for comedy? Okay, well, my end goal is still that uh, reunion thing. That's oh, end. That's fuck the yes. end. Goal. Okay, no, no, respect. <laughs> um, <laughs> next step. This is actually something that's been on my mind a while. Mm. Um, I worry about the plateau i guess mm, in like comedy because i'm i'm at that point where i'm like a good host i constantly am good like uh, people know that i can host i can do a solid five i can do a solid ten mm-hmm. um i'm at that point where i start wanting to prove people that i can be a possible feature and um of the people i've talked to it's they're all constantly like that's the hardest thing to jump to yeah so yeah. it's that's what it's i'm building to is just doing longer sets and like being ready for that i have my first feature uh show for Sophie Hughes um, at Ramapong next Tuesday. Fuck yeah. 25 so, minutes or 30 minutes? 25 to 30. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. And then um, I'm hosting Ramapong's mic indefinitely. So that's, oh, my, that's, cool. that's my new mic late Tuesdays at Ramapong in downtown Boise. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like my next step would just be to kind of like get through this plateau essentially yeah, yeah. and like make sure that I am a solid like get into festivals, get yeah. get those like feature spots be really good at hosting do all these kinds of shows constantly be booked and stuff because like um and then uh yeah i don't know like get to the point where i've been talking to a lot of people specifically matteo and uh i thought that the next step for casey and i was like to move to another city yeah like austin portland something like that bigger a little bit bigger and like make our way up through that scene but he said that would be a lateral move kind of essentially or it's yeah. like why t- go to another city just to start over in like the tier of comedy because you're already in like the top tier to mid mm-hmm. mid high tier mm-hmm. in the Boise scene. Yeah. So stay here, cultivate that, travel, and then like once you have yeah. all that thing because like you're already on your you're already like you know going up. So don't give that up just to like fight to get back to where you are in yeah. this scene. It makes total sense. And so I was like, okay. So and I also like that to stay in Boise for longer because um, like our plan was like yeah I like Boise. Our plan was basically to move next May. And like oh, to shit. to Portland or Austin or something, and I was like getting really nervous because um, it's just not what I wanted to do. And Casey's kind of like the person who's like gung ho on that because he likes to like ready for the next thing yeah, and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we talked about it. And we're gonna like wait, and then um, I've been hearing this from everybody who's like made it in a bigger city or made it in comedy is to essentially go to like L.A., Chicago, or New York. And I'm not saying that that's the rule or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But that sounds like it is, and. New York, I never want to live in. I don't like New York. I don't want to live in New York either. It's too much. I've never been there, but I can yeah. already tell you that I was in Austin, Texas a couple of years ago, and I was like, this is too much. Yeah. There was a point in my life where I needed that. Yeah. I don't, I don't even crave that anymore. I'm a city girl through and through. I love being in a city. I grew up in a big city. Yep. I like that Boise. Like, Boise's kind of even a little small for me, but it, it's definitely like my comfort zone. Yes. So I'm very worried to go like outside of my comfort zone. Um, but I like LA or Chicago would be the next thing. And like, I like to act as well and like do, I have my, I have my hands in a bunch of honeypots so I can do a lot. And I just want to like, um, 
uh, yeah, so with comedy is just to get, is just to like force my way through this plateau, um, get into more festivals, yeah. do more longer sets and shows Keep and stuff. Keep creating. Yes, exactly. Mm. Keep like going to mics and stuff and, um, yeah, just, just, uh, Cody and I have a, a podcast and yeah, wait, do what's, different... that, what's that podcast? Okay. So we do a podcast called Mob Splaining. It's a Riverdale podcast. Cool. Uh, he, it started because he kept like encouraging me to watch Riverdale and he would explain it to me. And I'm like, that sounds awful and I want to know more, <laughs> but I don't want to watch it. <laughs> and so it's a whole podcast where he watches an episode, takes notes on it and explains to me in oh, the episode, every podcast. I love um, that. And I just like talk about it. And so, uh, he, we do this, like we do kind of fun games in it where he kind of inserts a little fake thing in it. Um, <laughs> and then I have to guess what it, the fake thing is. I'm three for three. So that's good. Um, and, that sounds uh, like fun. It's really fun, and like you know, Cody's one of my best friends. Yeah, it's just a fun time to like also just hang out with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess yeah, doing festivals and getting more time, and then doing other forms of uh, comedy. Yeah. Um, in like different media, so I, I do yeah. want to go back into like improv mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I know that the sigma for, of improv, <laughs> and then I also really want to do um, uh what's it called uh more acting and like yeah. more more creating maybe like films or episodes or sketches <coughs> i would like to do more acting as well yes yeah theater yeah. kid uh did a little bit of acting want to do more <laughs> yeah um yeah so yeah i guess that's that's my next steps. cool well thank you for coming cat i appreciate thank it thank you yeah, yeah it's really fun i love this so much awesome well uh we'll talk to you we'll talk to you later yes all okay. right bye Bye. also i realize i've been wearing my shirt inside out these Hey, y'all. Thank you very much for listening to the Shuttle Podcast. I really, really appreciate it. And I uh, promise this time around, I I really mean it this time, I'm going to pump these out once a week. And I appreciate you guys listening and supporting the podcast. Support by downloading, subscribing, anywhere you can. I get those numbers on the Anchor app. So I really appreciate that. And um, I was, uh, you know, when I was doing it before, I was getting emails from y'all. You can email me at theshuttlepodcast at gmail.com. You can get a hold of me uh, on uh, Facebook, Jeremy Nelson. My Instagram, Jeremy Nelson Stand Up. My Twitter, at Nelson Stand Up. Um, thank you guys very much for listening. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. I hope you have a good rest of your week. Respect. Thank you.